0: <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Nextlander podcast. This one, uh, this one's got the games in it. oh well, it's got it's got two big games in it. I think we've both been, uh, or uh, we've been focused on two games here for the most part. But these are fairly big ones. We're going to be talking about Redfall. We're going to be talking about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, and then, of course, we'll get to the news later. Some other smaller games that I'd like to get into personally. Uh, Brad Shoemaker. Hello. Alex Navarro. Hello. Uh, there are other games out there. but Wait, these really? There no. are. Holy Absolutely crap. Absolutely not. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. That's why. Right. Nope, nope, nope. That's... Show me your research. Uh, that's my droopy dog. Is <clears> that droopy dog? Nope, nope. Anyway, for those in the 60s
2: and overset, that's my droopy dog, um, for those Wait, in the twenties 20- Droopy the one that has uh, that doesn't sound like Droopy I, Dog as far as I remember him. No. Oh, that's
1: who Droopy Dog is. I had to look him up.
2: Yeah, that's I. I don't. I, that's not the voice I think of. No, I know that dog.
1: Nope. 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 No, that's not the one. That's, yeah. It, it,
2: no, it, it's it's not that. It's that you know. It has that real kind of like you know.
0: Oh, really, yeah, yeah. What did I do? Oh, really? you're right, you're right, you're right. Going you know, that kind down. of like weird drawly yes, kind of. Yeah. Yes, Going up. Yes, who am I
2: thinking of then? Some other dog. There's Some a lot dog. of cartoon dogs, to be fair. Um,
1: Name them. Name okay. them. oh boy. All of them? Oh boy. Pluto. Scooby-Doo. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, does, does Goofy count or is Goofy a person? Oh, this is, that's.
2: Anthropomorph- let's stay away from, okay, let's uh, stay away from fully anthropomorphized dogs. Well, actually, okay. that takes Droopy out then.
1: Well, he does on he, two legs. He does stand upright.
0: We can we can stay away from anything covered in Stand by Me. So uh, uh, all right, the goofy I, argument wait. in Stand by Me. Oh, is that There's Marmaduke? That? Uh-huh. I've
1: never I've never seen Stand by Me.
0: Yeah, you want to see a dead body?
1: Uh, Odie, maybe.
0: You say said, you said Marmaduke? Okay. I said Odie. Odie. Okay. Um, Clifford. Clifford's a cat. Oh, no, Clifford oh, the oh, big oh, Clifford,
1: red oh, dog. Oh, Clifford the big red. You're dog, thinking yes. of Heathcliff, which <laughs> is a cat. I'm thinking of he's too big? Is Heath he too Clifford. big to count? No, no, that's a dog I mean, I mean that's a big dog Yeah, Who's a big dog?
0: Oh, um,
2: Kirby, that's who Kirby's a big dog Any other dogs? Well, there is also the big dog from the titular Big Dogs brand Okay I don't know if that dog has a name, but that is just the big dog to me
0: We're gonna leave off all of the, like, my life of pets Or my, yeah. s- my secret life My pets and pets There's any-
2: Pitbull Okay, the rapper? He's a human cartoon, so that okay. counts mm,
1: Fair the
2: big um, dog, Pitbull. Uh I'll have to figure out who my nope nope no oh you know what? I
0: think I'm thinking of the vultures. Remember the vultures from uh from like uh, uh Looney Tunes with the like Yes. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. Yes, yeah.
2: the dumb vultures, a hundred percent. I I okay. do remember the dumb vultures.
0: Great. Now let's talk about cartoon
2: vultures. Uh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait. Wait, did it, how how did I forget that they made a live action Clifford the Big Red Dog movie?
2: I know how you forgot because um, no one saw it. Is, dog is, is the size of a house. Yes,
0: yeah, Clifford's a big dog. It's a big dog. And they made, um, okay, best dog movies. Beethoven. Oh God. uh, God. Tur- Turner and Hooch. Yeah, that's a dog movie. Tango and Cash. No. <laughs> um, Marmaduke. There was a Marmaduke movie, right? I know, I reviewed it. It's fucking awful. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. Uh, Beethoven the second Beethoven second there
2: were at least two or three Beethoven movies
1: sequels sequels don't count
2: uh
0: that's Charles Grodin right yes
2: okay regrettably yes uh I mean not regrettably for him I'm (laughs) sure that he cashed some good checks on those but
0: more dog movies than cat movies definitely
1: I'd say so old yeller
0: oh boy yeah that Uh, is a dog movie where the red fern grows
2: Mm mm-hmm Did they ever make a movie of that? I'm sure they did. There probably is from like the 60s or something. Okay.
1: Lady and the Tramp.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah, That'll count as a dog. All dogs go to heaven.
1: Yes, they do. They certainly
2: Mm do. Uh, Great. No dog has ever experienced original sin.
0: (laughs) All dogs are baptized. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows this.
2: They are. They are. uh, You know, they're blameless in the eyes of God. I. Okay.
0: People probably get their pets baptized, right? That not normal people. I I bet there are there are pet, pet baptisms, like to save the soul. Like I there, there's got to be. If there's not, you guys want to go into business? <laughs> <together>? No. <laughs> what happens if
1: you what hap- What happens if you baptize your dog and then the dog passes and then you clone the dog?
0: Ooh, uh, the dog's soul is gone. That's a different dog soul. Well, maybe the soul Listen. comes back into the dog. <laughs>
1: Or do you experience? Do you get a
2: dog back that has experienced like a form of ego death? Like there's just mm. no personality there. It's just sort of like living and just sort of coasting through oh. because the soul has gone.
1: I saw that movie. It was Pet Cemetery.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, how about the sometimes dead's better? What uh is it? Flatliners? What's the? There, there's no dogs in Flatliners, as far <laughs> as I know. Just Kevin Bacon. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna close here with uh-huh. the adventures of Milo and Otis. Oh, oh, yeah, I love a that movie. movie, a movie that I loved as a youth until I found out anything at all about how it was made. Don't
0: and don't tell better. me, don't tell and, me either. Wait, you don't know? Oh, stop! Don't no, don't go. Don't into tell it. me. Is
2: there like just, are there like- I, I, So I have heard there is a story about this movie. I don't want to know it. Is it like until- Mister?
0: Is it worse than Mister Ed stuff? Kinda like oh, I don't know what that is. How many
2: how many dogs and cats died during the making of it? I don't want to know. Yeah,
1: it's it is yeah
0: wait it doesn't have like the little like uh, a tag at the bottom like the no dogs or cats were harmed during this filming of this movie no
1: no it does not oh no oh numerous numerous allegations of animal cruelty and abuse oh geez in the production of that movie
0: oh my gosh okay i don't thanks thanks for ruining milo and i guess milo notice ruined milo notice sorry we're going to get into the video games here. Oh, let's, <laughs> okay. Hey,
1: hey, all dogs go to heaven.
0: Uh, yes. I'm just going to just want to end on that Some, note.
1: Something, something Lassie, something, something
0: Lassie, beautiful dog, flipper, beautiful dolphin. Um, make more cat movies, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Airbud. Bud. Uh, yeah, cat
1: cats are real prima donnas on set.
2: Yeah. You can't, you can't deal with the cats. As far uh, as I know, no Airbuds were harmed in the making of that film.
0: Uh there's like a I'll tell you what, Airbud was so popular. Uh you probably, you guys probably don't uh catch wind of this that often, but there are so many talking animal movies
2: and stuff. The Airbud logo comes up. It's like a production, like an oh, an Airbud joint. Oh, they've made like twenty <laughs> of those things. Like there are there are maybe more Airbud movies than there are Ernest movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> know what I mean, Vern? Yeah, no what you mean.
0: Um Let's get into the games here. Let's get out of the the canines and cats and into the uh the out of the felines and canines and into the extended canines. You oh know what I I'm see saying? what you did there. You know what I'm saying? The teeth. Let's get into the teeth. Uh vampires. Redfall. Uh Redfall. The incisors. Inci- mm-hmm. Incisors. Uh wait for our incisorful commentary no. on Redfall. No, the canine is a you this one. one. The canine one worked. I just stick with that. Yeah. Redfall out now. Over on Game Pass, if you got it. If not, it's going to cost you 70 bucks on PC. I like the Steam version, also $70. Bucks, uh, and 70 bucks on Xbox. This is coming out of Arcane Studios by way of Bethesda, by way of Microsoft. Mm-hmm. This game had a couple of delays. This game is a four-player co-op open world uh, character or class-based, character class-based game where you kind of commit to your character and, and yeah.
1: level up that character. It's a it's a bit of a borderlands, a bit of a far cry. Yeah. I would say I'd say less far cry. Are you say the open world stuff? Yeah, open open world with yeah. locations to take over and stuff.
2: I've seen some comparisons to the game Generation Zero in terms of like how the kind of the open world stuff feels and how you kind of move through the space. And I don't think that's nec- it's not a direct comparison, but I kind of see what they mean. Though a big part of what they mean, unfortunately, is that that open world is empty as hell, and there just ain't that much going on.
1: Yeah, having I played it at that event a month ago or more mm. now, and they dropped us into a, a, a pre-made save, The character fully leveled up, and we only had you know limited time to explore. And it didn't stand out to me at the time until I have seen this game from the beginning. And seeing the level ramp and the progression ramp and abilities and how they lay out objectives, or rather don't. Just how kind of lifeless it is.
2: And to be fair, it is an open world in which vampires have completely taken over this uh, island city in New England uh, and have, you know, let's just say... 30 days of nighted most of the population here. Uh, Man, I f- uh
0: is that movie good? I've seen yes. it, but I don't remember. Yeah. I remember it being pretty yeah. good.
2: It's way better than it probably has any right to be. There's a um, sequel
0: too, isn't there?
2: Uh, yeah, that was direct to video. I never saw it, uh, okay. but, but that first movie, great. Um, Danny Houston, great vampire. Um, but so yeah, like even for a, what is supposed to be a kind of bombed out a apo- post-apocalyptic town, it just feels empty. Like even on the enemy side of things, there are just long stretches in that game where you are just walking from place to place and nothing is fucking happening.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a bummer because the conceit is kind of awesome. Like I love yeah. the idea of spooky, creepy, always nights, you know, entrapped. Like there's even the vampires apparently also have the power to mold Drain. the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they essentially have surrounded the Island with this giant wall of water, which kind of looks awesome. Like there's a lot of interesting ideas that could be exploited here, but they just don't do much of anything with it. No,
0: it, it's it's um. so the setup is you, you're one of four characters. You're you're uh, uh Jacob, who is kind of the I, I'm not. Who are you guys playing as? I'm playing as Remy, who is I'm the, playing as the healer. lady with the
2: psychic umbrella shield. That's Layla, right? Yeah, that's Layla. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you're, you're playing play- as
1: Devinder playing dev the youtube influencer <laughs> and
0: then there's jacob who is kind of looked like the broody sniper
1: I, yeah he's the stealth character he can go invisible
0: uh my character is a support class with a little robot healer um uh yeah layla looked like a kind of reinhardt ish ability at mm, some point yeah, she,
1: she's more action she's like a, kind of absorb projectiles and shoot them back and has like a jump pad what does dev yeah. do um Kind of crowd control, I guess I would say. Like, he can throw down an electric spike that shocks enemies in an area. Okay. He's, he's got a teleport.
0: Uh, so, you, you pick up one of these characters. We're, we've each played the single player so far. I assume you all started on the, a ferry that was on its way yeah, out. It's, and then yes. That-
1: yes. I, I, I can confirm the start of the game is exactly the same because I started the second character, okay. which is how I found out that starting a second character makes you start the entire game over. Yes. <laughs> okay. Like the, your like different characters on the same player's save have nothing to do with each other. As far as I can tell, you can't like may, well, I guess it's possible if you go through that whole tutorial intro mm. and pop out into the world and get to the firehouse, maybe they then say, okay, now you can change characters at will on the same save, but it didn't look like that. It very much was, hey, you're at level one with no story progress on this new character. Like, how do you not let people at least drive different characters in the same story progression?
0: So, so yeah, you, the, the other weird thing I'll say to that point is when you start your character, you go through this kind of on-ramp and you don't have any of your major class abilities for, like, at least
2: three or four levels. Um, you, you yeah, give me it your first one, I think, within the first level. And then after that, yeah.
1: it takes a little while. Is it is it one ability unlocked per level, I think? I don't know if it, I'm level
0: five now and I feel like I just got my last my ultimate, uh my L
1: one and R one ability. Your your vampire ex boyfriend.
0: Uh no, that's not me. That's, that's me. That's my ex boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Mine is a healing circle. Yes. Uh, yes. Which uh you know. I, I picked this character because I thought it, you get a little companion seemed kind of neat, but uh, hopefully that healing circle works in single player.
1: So the oh it, it does I, I so I've played three of the four characters now. I found okay. her to be by far the most survivable. Okay, I in was going to say, say because it's not
0: very hard for me right now with the little robot companion.
1: She's got she's got the healing thing you can throw down to heal yourself and the robot you can command the robot to draw aggro. Yeah, so like the second you get in trouble, just tell the robot to draw the aggro, throw down the heal, and you're good. Which oh. Some of the other characters do not have at their disposal. Uh, Also, the balance. Well, go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, as the healer, your final ability is throw C4 (laughs) and blow it up, which Mm -hmm. is also pretty good, actually. Uh, Yes, which
1: I don't think the C4 blows up the robot. So just have the robot draw the aggro and then throw the C4 on the robot. Mm -hmm. Have done. Yep. The the combat. I mean, there's I don't want to sit here and just complain about issues with the game all day, but the combat balance seems really weird to me because in a lot of places, it's just dead easy. Mm hmm like enemies barely start reacting to you before you just run up and headshot them. Yeah. And then in other areas I've had like four vampires swarm me at one time yeah. in a way that I could not deal with by myself. A hundred percent. And they just tore me apart. And I, <laughs> at which point I was like, I'm going to take a break from this game.
2: So, so understandably vampires are stronger and you need to have a stakeable yeah. weapon if you want to kill them, which there are certain guns that usually come attached with some kind of stake or they just straight up shoot stakes, uh, <laughs> which I got one of those recently. But even then, it's like this is does not feel like a game that was designed for anyone to play alone.
0: I'm I, again amazed the character. I'm doing okay so far alone. the The part where you have to stake an enemy by meleeing a vampire. Is interesting because it makes you have to get into close range to the vampire to do that final kill, or you can shoot the stake, or you can use your UV gun to freeze them and then smash them with a, a, a melee attack. Though I yeah, don't you think can you, can, can you shoot them once they're they're fossilized, which no, uh, dumb to me. I, I tried I'm not, it. I'm not sure there because there are these sentinels that uh, are basically vampire snipers that I tried to kill long range, and once I froze them, I couldn't. Crack them open! I had to like huh. go, right, smash Weird. them. I could that have just seem... you. Get, you get to equip three different guns. It's a very. I was gonna y- say typical, but it's it's a loot game. You yeah. you you are yeah. there are tiers of gun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: there You're, are you are chewing through forty slots of loot pretty quickly.
1: There are three shotguns, and you will get gray green blue and purple versions of each of those shotguns constantly Uh, there may be more than three but you get the point
0: at different levels very like division very you know hey is this level five greeny better than my level two purple you know that that kind of math they have a pretty good um uh comparison system built into the game so you can kind of see pretty quickly if your gun is better but that being said I do wish you could pop you have 3 slots and you on the on the console at least you push Y to change between them but it's not like a hold Y to always get to the third and tap Y to get to the second you have to cycle through them uh and in a game where you're fighting vampires and humans that need different weapons I do find that a little frustrating of um ah, I don't feel like switching over to my stake gun I should switch yeah. over to my stake gun I'm just going to fight this vampire until the vampire's dead. It might be that the most efficient way to do it. I'm just going to do it. I uh,
1: mean, um, I'm, I'm playing on PC where you can obviously just hit number keys to change weapons, but the animation to switch weapons is very slow. Yeah. And the vampires only have a limited amount of time in their killable state before they just get all their health back. And I've had it. I've had, I've had a problem where like I hammered the number key and ran up to try to attack faster than it would actually switch weapons. Oh, so yeah. it actually like stayed on the same weapon by like, I don't know, canceling out of the switch or something like that and basically had the vampire recover and just had to fight it all the way over again.
0: Vampires also, so there, there are human enemies, there are cultists, and there are the, there's like this paramilitary team in there, or straight military, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but or corporate military, let's say, I mm-hmm. think it is. And, um, you know, you kind of kill them by shoot, putting bullets into them. And then the vampires, like we said before, you can knock their health down, they get in a stunned state, and then you have to do something to them, uh, usually stake them. But a lot of them will just have these floating shields around them, which oh, are God,
1: yes. dumb oh, and annoying. Those are so annoying.
0: <laughs> um, and they just it's it's like something out of a destiny game or or uh, a late game massive Mass Effect Andromeda or something. It's just these shields that have gaps in it. Uh, yeah. and it feels very destiny boss ish for some reason of oh, you can only squeeze a bullet through when the shield is, you know, lined up, right?
1: But they're fast, and they're blinking around. They, uh, the vampires are surprisingly nimble. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they they dodge left and right, which you'll miss a decent number of shots because of. Um, so I don't know how you guys are doing it without the robot buddy. Because
0: I just throw the robot buddy out there and let it aggro the vampire. And then- well, the
1: the the that electric stake I have is pretty good for crowd okay. control because it zaps periodically, so they just get stunned several okay. times as they are near it. Which okay, of helps. That must but, help. Yeah, but the but the shield vampires especially because they move around they dart so like, erratically. <laughs> yeah, that they're constantly repositioning themselves where you can't get a shot through the shield. Like yeah. just just as the shield is rotating to to reveal a gap, they'll just dart again
0: or teleport it's, it's, through a wall into another floor. Or I had yeah. one teleport into a wall and stay there for a little bit and then just died and I beat the level uh, that way.
2: Okay. There is definitely some AI pathing issue stuff happening there. I've seen guys start sliding around the environment in yes. weird ways. I've seen guys kind of like try to go up a slope and then they'll start like teleporting <laughs> yeah. up and down a lot. Like the yeah. AI does not always seem to have a good idea of how to attack you, especially if it's one of the human enemies and not a vampire.
1: Yes, I've, I've had all of those. Those are sort of the classic AI bugs in this game, apparently, that everybody seems to run into the... People just sliding around in a standing in a rigid standing pose. I've had NPCs T-pose like vampires. You'll find vampires feeding on civilian corpses occasionally. Mm-hmm. And I found the vampire feeding on a T-posing civilian. <laughs> Amazing. was <laughs> so pretty good.
0: It. I've also found a, bu- a decent amount of stuff in the game. And this, this is kind of running up against actually why I'm having a little harder time being engaged in it. Stuff feels like it wasn't really play tested and tuned very well like um there are areas that i, I sometimes i ask like, did anybody actually run through this area because there just an example there was a van there there are trunks in the game you could pop open to loot there was like a uh um like a brinks truck right like uh those like uh looks like those security trucks right mm-hmm. and i opened the back door and I couldn't actually get into it because every time I tapped the jump to go into it, the character would grab the roof and pull herself up. And if I tried to walk forward, she couldn't get over the lip of it. And I couldn't jump shallow enough to get over the lip of the truck. Uh. I wound up having to turn around and jump in backwards to get into the truck. And it just felt like somebody must have noticed this in QA and was like, hey, we need to just add a thing in here when you're trying to enter trucks. Sometimes it feels like the character grabs ledges. Sometimes it feels like the character won't grab a ledge. The, like, magicking distance between grabbing a ledge on a jump seems to be a a magic. Like, sometimes I'm like, I can't make that jump. And I'll go and be like, whoa, I just teleported over to that that building. Uh, It wants to present itself as, I'd say it wants to, as an arcane deus ex kind of, hey, you can go about this any way you yeah. want. Approach it any any
2: angle they, you want.
1: They, they literally pop that tutorial pane at the end of the tutorial that says, play your way. And it's straight up is like, here are three routes into this fire station, depending on how you <laughs> want to do it.
0: And I just feel like I haven't felt anything that has paid off on stealth so far. The stealth feels bad. And there's no, for my character at least, no stealth kill. So you, yeah. you can get into oh, that firehouse. Dude. So and-
1: so there are, but it, have you tried it? It's the melee. So it is. a You do. Can, is there, there a no prompt? No, there's no prompt. There's no nothing. You literally melee. I mean, this is partially because this has become an internet meme. This is one of the videos going around people going like, what is this game? So I'm making a little more of it. than I probably should. But yes, there is no stealth kill prompt. There's no custom stealth kill animation. But if you just melee somebody from behind while they are not looking at you, they will die in one hit.
0: So I did. Is, me- I did melee somebody from behind, and I thought I thought they did because I tried that too. I was like, maybe it's just a hit, but I was crouched, maybe I hit him in the legs or something. I don't know. So there
2: are certain enemies I found, and maybe it is an angle thing. But there have been certain enemies where I punched a guy who did not know I was there, and then like he just went to half health.
1: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I don't know how consistent it is, and especially I think it's only on human enemies. I don't know if you've. Yeah, it, it doesn't was,
2: work on vampires. It wasn't right, a vampire. But, but, but
1: all right. all the human enemies I've snuck up behind and meleeed when they were not alerted, they just went down, <laughs> just dropped like a sack <laughs> of potatoes. It's like, it's weird in that. And like,
0: so you'd think in a stealth game, you'd have a tool to, there's just puddles of gasoline everywhere. And maybe that's what they want me to do is just light everything on fire constantly.
1: Yeah, because vampires will also burn to death without you having to stake them.
0: Yeah, there's so there'll be a. It's just a weird thing, man. They'll just be puddles. First of all, I was like when I it's, encountered them, I was like, "What is this?" Realize
2: that well, like it's just no. you see it, and you're like, "What? What is this, this? rainbow
0: water?" And
2: yeah. then, uh,
0: and then most of them puddles will just have stacks of batteries next to them. Uh, so you just shoot the batteries or something, and and they'll light up. And most of the time, I do it accidentally, and uh, um, like a car just ignites and blows up. That being said, okay, that's a lot of negative stuff.
2: I. I what's your positive because so, I'm I haven't found mine yet like
0: I don't hate it it's just middling it's just it's very like um I think just, it's worse than middling you do okay yeah
2: I because here's the thing it, it's not even just the technical stuff which like you know you can patch that stuff eventually it can be fixed this feels like a failure of direction and design mm-hmm. to me like there is just something missing from the core conceit of what they are doing here that makes everything you're doing in it just feel kind of flavorless and and without any real satisfaction. Like when you do get into a good combat scenario, the shooting's not that great. It's you know like I, when you get swarmed by vampires, that's no fucking fun. Yeah. Uh, you know when you take one on at a time, there's like a little bit of a good dance you can do there. But, like, the actual shooting doesn't feel great. The combat abilities don't feel like they're actually that interesting from what I've seen. I mean, sometimes they work well in terms of, like, getting you through an encounter quickly. But it's not, like, fun. You know, like, there there is a fun... Not to get into game pro territory here, but there is a fun factor that is just altogether missing. And I think a big part of that is it just doesn't feel like the world design has enough in it to sustain the structure that they have built for it.
1: Yeah, I I pretty much agree with everything you just said. I I think the shooting is fine. I don't really have a problem with the feel of the guns, but other than that, like every everything, I'm I'm right there on all that stuff. There's just there's something, like I said, lifeless about like yeah like like NPCs have very little dialogue. Like I don't know if you've run around the and firehouse. their
0: faces barely animate when they're talking to you. Yeah, they have like one one line or something, and then there's like talk to you later.
1: But like literally all NPCs in that in that home base, even the named ones who were supposedly kind of the story characters, like. If they have a line of dialogue, they'll say it, and then after that, and sometimes they don't even have one line. The response is always sigh, (laughs) like yeah, like they they just go, and the and the subtitle says sigh, and I'm like, oh, this is a little meta here, actually. Like what, like where is the life in these characters? You know, there's not that much to find out in the world. I mean, there are locations. I don't know if you've been poking around. Like I haven't actually made a lot of story progress because I just I tend to when I get out in an open world just roam and look for stuff. Like there are. You know, it's like, ah, oh, here's a TV repair place you can break mm-hmm. into and find some stuff. And safe, there's a houses, safe house you can unlock, yeah. yeah. Safe houses where you can pick up some more missions and stuff. But, like, none of those locations that I've gotten into really have a lot of payoff. Like, they're just pretty bland envi- environments where you go in and, like, maybe find some loot and maybe a couple of audio. Or not not even audio, but, like, text diaries or whatever. They, they,
0: but, they have the, like, ha- locks of hair. Yeah, or, the, the uh,
1: grave locks, I think they yeah. are. It seems like it's building to some kind of story reveal. But, like... <sighs> There's just like, you know, like Alex said, like just large stretches of the world that are completely empty. Also, the world feels really static because like I'll clear a gas station of cultists who are the human enemies, you know, just random Mm. people with guns, not vampires. Like like I cleared a gas station, ran Mm. 200 feet west to like check something else out, ran right back up the same road. Gas station had already been repopulated with both the same cultist enemies and all the same loot I had just picked up. Yes. Like I was just like, what is like, what is the meaning or value of any of this stuff when it all just comes right back the second you turn turn your back on it?
0: There, yeah, there was, I think, I think because they didn't tutorialize it yet, but it, like uh, there's a set of vampire teeth on a house, which I guess is a vampire nest. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, or, or,
2: usually that means there is a vampire nearby or they are in that area.
0: Or, but it was like oh, I, was it was it, a named was house what,
2: the reyes house or something and i was, was it like, one of the
1: did you do it was it one of the nests where you kind of go underground into this weird twisted y-
0: yeah reality
2: like a warren
1: oh yes yeah, so.
0: um i did do one of those but that was by the helicopter crash site i think i thought okay. i did i did this house It was called the reyes house and i killed the vampires in it and then nothing happened and i was like mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it w- and the icon was just still on on the map. Oh
1: yes, so that's. I think that sounds like the same thing as that TV repair place I was talking about. I think those are just sort of notable locations. But, oh, or, to put it another way, I think those are the the houses that have that were modeled inside, so you can actually go in there. <laughs> okay, um,
0: it's it's kind of it's almost like um, what was the zombie game we played and we streamed um, that that had the base building and the uh, the
1: the th- oh State of Decay two.
0: Yeah, it was almost like State of Decay two style, where it's just like. But it wants to have a narrative like it wants to have a narrative, but it's like you might as well just be running up on these nameless things that are that feel like they should be um, procedurally generated. But I don't but it wants this bigger narrative where there are named vampires that you go up against like siphon, you know, and you're just like, okay, I just killed siphon. Like, what is that? Cool. Did I do a good thing? I have no idea.
1: That, that's just kind of the second tier vampire. The siphons suck your health is their special thing.
0: So like, that's not, exp- it's just like, Oh, None of it is yeah. communicated. Yeah. Or like yeah. there was one in a movie theater. That's like, Oh, this is a new type and put like a cloud around me. And I, I, I thought yeah. these were like named vampires. I, I didn't know they were like classes of vampire. Yeah,
1: no, you'll, you'll run into more of those siphons. I don't do the shield ones have a name too. I didn't notice. I think those just say vampire. They, they may not, yeah. but like, it's all kind of part and parcel with stuff I was saying about like the NPCs not having much to say, like, It doesn't explain all that much about the enemies or the way you get the powers or why you have these powers or even the mission structure or how you get missions or why you're, you know what I mean? It's like at some point they're just like, go back to the firehouse to get your next mission. And you show up there and nobody says a word to you. You just have to notice that, oh, the icon is pointing me upstairs to this mission board. Like that's where you get your, your main objectives come from this like board of missions that nobody actually comments on in the game at all. And it's, it's the just thing, weirdly thin. It's
2: weird, yeah. And, and I think the thing that makes it so jarring is that, and, and you know, look, I, I don't want to ascribe too much to, to pre-release marketing here, but they really sold this game as a whimsical, you know, sort of, like, personality-driven, goofy take on this kind of game, and it just feels like maybe 10% of that actually made it into the final game.
1: Yeah, if you remember when I came out of that event, I was like, oh, this feels like it's kind of in this almost Ghostbusters, Beetlejuice vein. Maybe now that I'm playing the full version, it's like maybe a little more sinister than those. The vampires have a
2: certain sinister aura to them, but like... Other like they also just feel like they're they are kind of a generic type after a while.
1: Right. But like it it had this or it has this kind of vibe of wanting to be that cartoon scary style of thing that those movies are. And I was like, oh, that seems like a cool vibe. Like, yeah, I could I could get into a weird Massachusetts Island theme park of spooky shit. But then they just kind of don't do it like it's just sort of not there.
2: Like if you told me this was extreme vampire busters, I would say great, yeah, that's fine, that's a fun goofy take on, you know, a a, a very well worn version of a video game enemy, and like you know, in a setting, like let's let's mess around with that. But it just feels like either they didn't have it, or what they wanted to do just did not work, and they had to scramble to find something else to ge- create a completed game. And yeah, that's where it really. It, this is the thing that really bums me out is that look. Big studios make bad games all the time. It happens. Not as much these days because you can't invest in a video game now without putting fucking hundreds of millions of dollars up. And so every investment has to be micromanaged to death. But Arcane has a certain pedigree. Yeah. In the few times when they have branched out to trying other things that aren't just Dishonored, they've generally worked pretty well. And,
0: and at least had flavor to it or
2: like yeah. style. I cannot think of an Arcane game where I've walked in walked out of it saying, I don't know. I don't feel anything about the studio that made this. I have no sense of it. It has no sense of itself. It just feels like a skeletal structure of an idea that just never came together.
1: Yeah, like, whatever misgivings people may have about Deathloop, I think, like, Deathloop feels clever Deathloop and, and interesting and, and unique. Yeah, like, it's it's got an interesting hook. Like, I kind of like that repetitious, like ish sort of feel to it, blended with a first-person, you know, an arcane-style yeah. game. It's got a, it's got a fair amount of personality, you know, it's like mm-hmm. totally the, the, the two principal characters have a lot of good banter back and forth and stuff. There's at least some life to that thing and some interesting ideas in there. Like, I just am not feeling any of that here. And it's crazy. I actually so I actually went and downloaded Prey 2017, which was the studio's last game. I might start playing. Prey. I've got this new PC here. Prey's good. I, yeah, I, I played I played a good eight hours of it on the PS4 when it came out and thought it was kind of awesome and sort of want to play it again just to well, kind of give this studio its due somehow. Mm-hmm. It's like people love Prey, you know, like that game was really well executed and interesting. I, I have no idea how much stock to put in this. Like you see Scuttlebutt going around on Twitter of like, oh, the Dishonored Games, maybe not as successful as the corporate parent would have liked. Hmm. Like maybe... The management felt they were not mainstream enough. Like, maybe this is why you see Arcane trying these more mainstream game ideas because the thing they're actually good at has not hit in the way that management wanted it to. I don't know. I I don't know how much stock to put in that stuff, but... But this isn't
2: that. You know, like, yes, they are operating in a space where there are games like this that are certainly very successful, but it just feels like... It's not those games, you know, and I don't know whether that's just because it's a team that wasn't experienced in making something like this or if it's because literally they just didn't have good ideas from the outset. But like it does not like it doesn't feel a victim of them trying to genericize it into something more successful. It feels a victim of they're just not being enough there from the get go.
0: I'll be curious to see what happens when we jump in uh, multiplayer. We're going to try some co-op yeah. on a stream on Thursday. Maybe things synergize in a way where it's kind of um, greater than the sum of its parts. But um, I mean, yeah. I can
2: tell you right now, from from my single-player experience, everything about this game feels like it is designed specifically to, for you to have at least one other person in there.
1: Like I, I can definitely see the combat maybe getting a little more interesting when you have powers to play off of each other with, but when the when it's all in pursuit of still finishing these same like kind of vague unclear uninteresting missions you know yeah. in a world in a world without a lot of substance to it like it just it's hard to get too excited about even the combat getting better when there's not really much else there
0: yeah no y- yeah and i'll say on the i've been playing on the the console and um on the ps5 and it's weird i i think there's nothing the, about that game that's on said, xbox? X- xbox oh sorry on xbox yes yeah, yeah. sorry um on Xbox uh exclusive here. Let me just uh. Mm-hmm. Uh and there's nothing about that game that to me is like why is this why isn't this running at 60? Like th- it, 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 it
2: doesn't runs- look good enough to really yeah, explain I mean, it, away that stuff.
1: Like you know, it, it, I don't think it looks terrible. It's got that cartoony style where you can get away with lower sort of technical complexity with with art style. Like I think it looks fine. But yeah, it kind of I, I I'm saying that to preface what I'm about to say, which is it kind of looks like a last gen game. Yeah, like are it you? looks like a, like a gussied up PS4 or, or Xbox One game. I
2: something about the people in the game. Not the <laughs> most vampire. The vampires are extremely exaggerated. They're like these super long, kind of like you know gangly looking creatures, and I, they don't look bad. But something about the people, like the
0: arcane people though, because arcane's always had
2: weird looking people. But this is weird even for them. <laughs> okay, like, there's just there's just this real. I don't know, man. Like, the faces don't look right. They don't animate well. Like, there's just something there that seems wrong in a way that, like, in, in like I get this real uncanny sensation whenever I talk to a person in that game that just doesn't even feel like, okay, yeah, Arcane It maybe isn't the best face animators in the world. But, like, I don't know. There's just something there. It just feels unfinished.
1: Yeah. yeah it's unfinished. hard to say. It's hard to say what all went on. As far as the performance stuff, I mean... I'm I'm assuming they just couldn't get it done in time. Like they They did say performance mode is coming to console later, although the way this is being received, I don't know how many people are going to wait for that at this point. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's obviously, that's not something where you just kind of flip a switch and say, Hey, let's turn on frame rate mode. Like that, no, takes, no, that, yeah. that takes work and optimization. So I'm assuming they just couldn't get it done in time. But so,
0: but, well, I was going to say, even, um, I thought the I'm not a big, tuning person for for i usually just go with the default settings out of a thing in terms of calibration on controller but i thought the aiming was impossibly hard out of the gate so i I turned down the sensitivity on the uh on the xbox and i also had to jack the fov all the way up on that thing and when you put the fov up it's like a big warning that's like this could seriously impact your frame rate if you Mm -hmm. do this and i'm like come on man you can't you, you can't just give me a sh- the shallowest FOV n 30 and say, I can't, uh, you know, I'm still going to impact the frame rate. Do we that's, need
2: to Sorry, go ahead, Brad.
1: I, I was excited. That, that's something. Well, we'll get to it with Jedi Survivor. That's the uh, in the onboarding for Jedi Survivor. This is kind of awesome. I have not seen this before. They straight up ask you, hey, or how far are you sitting from the TV? Oh, like yes. when you're setting, yeah. When you're setting brightness and do you want frame rate or quality and all that stuff? It's like, hey, are you sitting at a desktop monitor or are you sitting in front of a TV in your living room because they adjust to FOV and mm-hmm. I think camera sway? I wish they tied font size to that as well, but it's a cool for people. You know, people are playing games all over the place these days. It's kind of cool to onboard people by saying like, hey, we're going to scale things about the presentation of the game based on how close you are to the screen. Which I, this game clearly does not.
0: I just need that FOV because those vampires are warping all around you. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: so they they dart out of your field of view. <laughs> yeah, kind of like very constantly,
0: very quickly. And then I needed yeah. the for the controller. I actually I don't think I changed the sensitivity. I I think I don't forget what they call it, but it was like it's basically the acceleration mm-hmm. I changed on it. Um, which to to line up those headshots was like impossible. Even I, I navigating saw... some of the menus was hard.
1: I saw I saw a tweet thread going around of somebody who had reviewed the game who was like, "Hey, here are my recommendations for how to tweak the controls on this because the aiming feels weird." I've I yeah. only played on a mouse, so I don't know it how it is on controller. But but they flat and this was somebody who had finished the game who flat out was just like, "Hey, you need to change this latency mode and then okay. ch- and then change this dead zone and something something and then it'll feel right." Yeah, because like, man, there's something must be off here.
0: Well, because the, like like we keep saying these vampires are fairly nimble and one of the weapons, but this kind of applies to all of them. But one of them is like a, a laser. It's this UV cannon. You have to keep on them. So tracking them as they are moving around with this like super high acceleration on the on the joystick is actually really hard. Yeah. Um, and especially when the FOV is very narrow. Anyway, I just I bring that up to say something there's something it's I wouldn't go as far as to say unfinished though that definitely applies here something like tuning what like it just needed more time tuning and and um finishing touches on this another another for me I'm not a game dev and I have sympathy for game devs especially in long development cycles over this time but a couple more passes on the like Alex, like you said, the fun factor and fleshing out why you're running around doing these things and give the vampire some more personality and give your, the, even the base setup, you unlock a door and then the silent montage. And then you're just supposed to be in this group of survivors now. And it feels yeah. very
2: flat where it's like, dude, that opening cutscene with like the weird, like, you know, cartoon frames of everything going on there, like that feels like placeholder. You know, like there's a lot of stuff in here that feels like placeholder that somehow found its way into the game.
1: Yeah, they do. They do a lot of storytelling with these kind of still life situations where they're posing in game models statically. And the camera kind of pans across as it's as if it's this moment in time sort of still life look, which I think stylistically is neat. But at the same time, it also sort of screams like, hey, we didn't have the budget to animate full cutscenes here. So here is a. Here's a way that is kind of clever to get a lot out of a little, but still it does feel a little bit like like why is... This? It's just another example of it just feeling like there's, there's an oomph missing to this game.
2: I, do we need to have a conversation about what's going on with Microsoft's internal development at this point? I mean, maybe we no. save that conversation to see how Starfield pans out, but like look, it's not that they've had nothing. You know, Psychonauts, big success. Like, if not financially, then at least critically. Pentiment. Truly, one of the best games to come out in the last few years. You know, like they have had things come out of their internal studios that were great, but like between the ongoing scuttlebutts around Halo and whatever's been going on at three four three, this game coming out in this state, despite delays and a variety of other things, and the Horizon still looking fairly thin in terms of like things they have coming up that are like first party. You mean Horizon like the landscape, not the not game. the actual Horizon, not <laughs> yeah. the franchise. Yes. Uh-huh. Like I just I is there something going on there that is necessitating, or just causing these things to to come out in the way they are and to and to have these problems? I don't know, man.
1: I th- I think it's it's hard to paint with too broad a brush right now because of the acquisition Surely. spree that they went on. Like yeah. we're not we're not out of the window yet, where all the games that were already in motion at these different studios are out uh that were, you know, that were that were going when they got bought, basically. Right. Yeah. Like and Psychonauts, obviously long predates, double fine getting bought. Um and Bethesda in particular is such a big company with so much money and, you know, established development practices and studios and everything that who knows how much of the Microsoft's tendrils have crept into the you know, you know, they've mm-hmm. already got they already had like a pretty thick management structure and satellite studios and that sort of thing already so who knows who knows how much of this is Bethesda right Who knows how much is Microsoft like certainly certainly the longtime internal studios you can look at though like um rare or who else they got (laughs) three four three yeah coalition three four three I'm trying to think like you know perfect dark is at a new studio but that was a studio founded by Microsoft so that is more directly on them like they've been very slow to announce new stuff from from some of these internal studios they have had for a long time. So that doesn't look great either. But I mean, the other X factor here, which I was also going to bring up around Jedi when we get to it is I think we're at the point now where games are starting to ship now that were made almost entirely during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Right. Where even the first, like even the first like year of the new consoles, you were getting games that were like, eh, like a year from release or something Mm -hmm. by the time work from home kicked in. But like, You know, the first first Jedi Jedi Fallen Order shipped like four months before work from home started, you know, right? Like this game Prey came out pretty 2017, but then they were doing like moon crash. They kept working on prey for a while. I would guess the majority of this game got made during lockdowns as well. So who knows how much of that has It could
0: have been extremely disruptive. New workflows had to be made. It's um, I'm not saying that that model is bad. I just it's I'm sure it's different. It's just disruptive and different.
2: I I only bring this up just because, you know, the whole there's been a lot of hurry up and wait with Microsoft, yeah, especially sure. in this generation. And yeah. I feel Grounded like it was good.
1: I it Ground, yeah. was good. Uh, I Again, mean, Obsidian Obsidian kind of killing it lately.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I'm not saying they haven't had any wins at all. They definitely have. It's just that it feels like the stuff that could have been really big, interesting, like Halo should have been. The thing that got that console really rolling and really kind of, you know, set the tone for what they were going to do development wise with that system. And I feel like it just hasn't been that for them at all. And with Bethesda, you know, it's like you have Arcane coming in here with like their. Fr- because Deathloop was on PlayStation, right?
1: Yes, that was an exclusive. Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. It was only on PlayStation when it came so out. So
2: is this the first arcane exclusive to microsoft since the the acquisition yes i believe so and that's not a great first impression yeah
0: i mean i think i think there's also chasing this uh, co-op um like co-op online um uh uh not not loot based but this is definitely loot based but more um uh cosmetic based kind of economy that's like it's just thin like there's not a lot of fresh ideas in that space and and so this also suffers from a million other games that are in this space of like get four people together jump in and like we'll play until the servers come down like that's but you know it
2: doesn't help that those other games by and large have also done it better than this game is currently doing it
0: Oh, yeah. And and like this, this doesn't seem to be spinning enough of a unique angle, which it could have because Arcane is really good at that stuff. Like, Arcane excels at putting a really interesting flavor uh, pass on things. And this, I mean, I think this is our biggest problem, aside from maybe some mechanical stuff, is it just doesn't have those hooks to keep you
2: going. It has From, no teeth, shall we say. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, they haven't had to do that in an open world before, right? Like yeah. pretty much, pretty much every, I mean, Deathloop, I guess, was the closest thing. But even that is just a relatively small number of environments I mean, that they cycle this, through different times a day. But like Dishonored like
0: pretty decent sized map and, and go around. You have yeah, missions but, that you're fl- flicking around to.
1: Yeah, they're, they're still directed missions, though. You know, they're yeah. are still like kind of very obvious path through them. You know, they're, they're more ornately designed, I guess I would say, whereas this, this is the first just gigantic, literal open world map that they've had to populate. And so they don't have a lot of experience there. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, it's tempting as an onlooker to be clear an onlooker with like no inside information, but like you kind of, you almost want to draw a distinction between like the successes and the games that have struggled here from the Microsoft studios recently. And it's like, psychonauts grounded pentiment all like either small teams with like a really specific focus or you know something that's like clearly a passion project like psychonauts was for for double Fine to go back to that property Mm -hmm. like i think grounded we can assume is kind of a labor of love looking at what's in that game pentiment you know they talked about that was like a dozen people who had a real passion for the subject and like that's kind of the thing you know it's like distinguishing between games that come from this like authentic sort of creative spark versus yeah. games that look like they were made by corporate mandate. Yeah. Right, you're, that they're whereas, chasing something. Whereas like this game is chasing open world co-op loot games, you know, like halo is a 20 year franchise where the mandate is keep making halo games, you know, like, like there are, but also directives. chasing
0: is some kind of open world thing that halo that they put halo into, right? Like yes, that's also, right. yes, yeah. yes, also
1: an open world game with a live service shooter, right. online shooter component, you know, like, like, obviously, you can make good games that conform to trends that management wants to chase. But Certainly. I don't know that that kind of is how this stuff sort of looks to me at the moment.
0: Yeah, I th- I think my biggest disappointment, I'll just say it one more time, is that it's just missing the hooks or flavor that could make that interesting where mechanically it's 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 not doing it exceptionally mechanically and it's not doing it exceptionally narratively, which leaves it just right in the middle for me of, you know, there's other places to go for those kinds of things that do either yeah. one better or both better.
2: And I'll just say again, you know, c- to be clear, this is not like a crime boss, Rock City disaster. Like, it is not a game that feels completely incoherently designed or horribly technically broken. It's just it's more to me, it's more than just mediocre to me. It feels like it's missing the mark in just about all the major design decisions that they made. And it feels like it's, it's, it's poor, you know, it just, it does, it is, it is impoverished in terms of like what it actually has to offer you. If you like these kinds of games.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Technically uh, we shouldn't make too much of the bugs. I mean, some of them are kind of goofy and bad. Yeah. They'll get fixed and they're not game breaking, but, but yeah, it's, it's at the end of the day, even if they fix every, performance and bug related thing they could hear the end product a, a perfect perfectly polished version of this game is still not much more interesting than what we've got now yeah
0: so, so far i'm gonna go a little further in it like i said we're gonna play some co-op and we'll see if anything changes but yeah it's um it's it's a weird
1: it's flat it just feels flat um yeah. so yeah that's uh, for sure it's it's disappointing
0: that's Redfall. That is out now on Game Pass, or like I said, you can get it for $70 uh, uh, other places. It's probably, don't do that, is probably my probably advice.
1: Don't, don't pay $70 for this. Um, um, I, I will say real quick, I pulled up a list of, of internal studios at Microsoft, and it is easy to forget how many damn studios they have now. They got a lot. Uh, especially considering Bethesda alone is like nine different teams or 10 hmm. or something. But... You know, it was like Rare's making Everwild, maybe that'll be cool. Oh gosh, I forgot about that. I am very excited about State of Decay 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like the Coalition is going back to Gears most likely, which is not super exciting to me, but anyway. Hellblade 2 um, is still on the horizon. Hellblade El- El- 2, I'm guessing, will probably be pretty good. Fable? Yeah, I'll uh, believe that one when I see it. F- Fable seems like a big question mark at the moment. Uh, Starfield obviously is almost here. Um, machine games, uh, is doing Indiana Jones, right? Right.
2: And oh then potentially, gosh, yes. I guess at some point they might do another Wolfenstein though. Nothing has been announced for that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe
1: they'll get back to, to that at some point. Id, we're three, what, three years past doom eternal now. So it's, it's gotta be working on something. I mean, they've definitely still got opportunities to put out interesting games. Yeah in the relatively near future. But I feel like every one of these that comes along and does not hit the, the story gets more dire, uh, in terms of their first party output.
2: Well, it's, it it invites in a greater level of scrutiny. Like I've been willing to give Microsoft a certain amount of pass because one, I think the hardware, the new consoles are good. And two, you know, like Phil has a good habit of getting out there and saying the right things that, you know, seem, you know, let's just say gamer friendly about what they, they want to do. Going forward but like I just don't think the delivery has been consistent Enough so far and you know I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom about you know Microsoft's Overall prospects but I think that Every time one of these comes along Especially something from one of their internal Studios and it fa- and You know it comes out in a state like this You are inviting a greater level of scrutiny of like Do you guys actually have this Stuff together for this generation is
0: Ghostwire Is that Was that Microsoft published? That was Tango.
2: Yeah, that's Tango. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But that one, you know, that one went to multiple platforms. I think Hi-Fi Rush was their first Tango exclusive.
1: Oh God. Yeah. I completely forgot to mention that. Again, there have been wins. They are out there. Kind of forgot about that one because there was no marketing cycle. It just came out of nowhere. But like, yeah, yeah, that game's that game's awesome. Um,
0: Um, Minecraft. what's the new one? Legends.
1: Minecraft Legends.
0: Yeah, that one I didn't. That didn't stick with me either. That was not super great. Yeah, I mean look, there's a there are good games out there. Um I'm trying to think of what else they put out recently. Age of Empires four.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a while ago. But yeah, they they had very little last year outside yeah. of it was really Obsidian was kind of carrying it. <laughs>
0: um yeah, so Redfall. Um maybe that game develops in a weird way. It definitely feels like it's um I don't know if, if the developers are happy with it either. It, it seems like a game that maybe everybody would have hoped to had a little bit more time.
2: I would love to see the post on this game to see what, like where they think they started to go wrong, because I feel like there is, there, there needs to be some soul searching on this one.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I feel like games of this quality come out all the time.
2: It's yeah. largely
1: that arcane has got such a pedigree and like is you, so beloved by a lot of people.
0: You expect a little bit.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that's where a lot of the backlash is coming from is like people like a certain segment of the gaming audience gets extremely excited about every new arcane game. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And for one to whiff this hard is, is pretty disheartening for a lot of people.
0: Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about star Wars, Jedi survivor. Uh, we'll talk about that right after this. This week's show is brought to you by rocket money. Rad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions.
2: I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore.
0: You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything. To find those subscriptions and cancel Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle
1: i am just a walking monthly bill at this point.
0: <laughs> it's the world we live in if you need help boy guys i got some uh, i got some news for you rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200. My God, what are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way. By going to rocketmoney.com/nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com/nextlander. rocketmoney.com/nextlander. Thanks Rocket Money. And we are back and we got another game that has come out very recently here. We have a Jedi No, sorry, Star Wars Jedi
2: Survivor, the yeah, next franchise, right. Jedi's Star Wars Jedi. Uh-huh.
1: Star Star Wars Star Wars Dark Forces five, uh-huh. Jedi Knight Four, uh-huh. Jedi Outcast Three,
0: the latest in the Jedi
1: Academy Two. <laughs> uh huh. Fall Fallen Order one and a half. Uh huh. TIE
0: Fighter. Tyler, that's right uh pod pod racing um the next in the jedi franchise jedi survivor not fallen order sequel to fallen order uh this follow, follows cal kestis on cal's journey uh this takes place uh between uh brad fill me in if i get this wrong between episode three and four after yeah, the, order
1: 66 yes yes um uh fallen order was five years after episode three. And I think this might be this five is, years this after that. There's <laughs> another five years after that, so this is kind of the exact halfway point between episodes three and four.
0: Uh, so we have the Jedi Order is all but uh, extinguished or on the run or scattered. Uh, the, the Empire is fairly new uh, and out there still hunting rogue Jedi, uh, squashing anybody who's out there. Cal was a Padawan in the Fallen Order without a master, is now I don't know, like a Not a Jedi Knight, but a a Jedi. It's got a kind of a Ronin thing going on. Yeah. Ronin
1: slash sort of political terrorist or sort of politically motivated mercenary kind of thing
0: yeah fighting fighting again trying to push the empire back for what sounds like the last five years with a the, they kind of drop you in cal has a ragtag group they're they're running a mission to do some counter op steal intelligence against the empire you're introduced to a, a whole crew that you have no idea who they are uh and doesn't really matter that much because uh, by the end of the day you kind of fly away uh it, it let's just say not everybody's gonna make it out of that mission
1: yeah I kinda. Uh, I, I, I kind of really enjoyed that first. It's it's like a long. It's long. It's not even, I started calling it a tutorial, but it's more like a prologue because it's a good hour, hour and a half, I feel like, mm. before you get off the planet, which is Coruscant, like it's the, it's the capital world, like I kind of enjoyed that. Because, you know, you in the first game, fairly triumphant, you've escaped, you've <laughs> got powerful. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got all your powers, you've got the Jedi map, but you've also got like a good crew, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a ship and an, an objective and stuff. And you're just like, okay, what's next? Like we're time for high adventure and stuff. And then in this one, he's straight up in shackles, flying over the Jedi temple, now emblazoned with Imperial insignia, being taken <laughs> in as a prisoner, like kind of like right in the belly of the beast stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is getting into this, a lot of the same reasons I like Andor so much is like you're essentially witnessing this right. authoritarian takeover of this form. I mean, say what you will about the old Republic, but you know what I mean. Like like you're seeing you're seeing the political structures being rotted out and taken over, kind of in real time. And like you're seeing some of that in this intro in the same way that you saw a lot of the political maneuvering yeah. in the same locations in, in that show.
2: And you're seeing the fomentation of the rebellion, right? It's a little, it's a little more cartoonish here. Less, less kind of, um, um, subtlety and Tony Gilroy did not have a hand in this one. So,
0: so, so this is more just like stormtroopers kicking people in the gut, you know, and, and, and executing people in the street and less of the kind of insidious nature of the empire kind of worming its way into everything. Well, you know,
1: yeah, this is, this is the gutter where that show was high society. Those were the elites. Yeah. and, And. like in that show, you're seeing the people who are kind of above the fray because even if they're the opposition, they'll, as long as they play the game, they will not truly be impacted Well, versus I just, not, not know, to here. get too
0: much into Andor. But I did, I did like some of the, even showing the Imperial people stationed as humans who are like, think they're doing stuff that is correct or, or, you know, like, Hey, we're, we're trying to restore order here in this lawlessness, um, which they had motivations, let's say. That's not just like, I want to kick somebody in the gut and take their money. Yeah. Uh,
1: and anyway, the thing I was going to say about that crew, though, that you start, because you're here kind of doing a job ultimately. Yeah. And when most of that crew showed up, I was just like, I had a weird vibe or a weird feeling about them. Both like both in that. A lot of them just felt like 2D cutouts of characters. <laughs> like there was just kind of nothing much there.
0: Uh huh.
1: I was just like, man, has the writing kind of taken a dive here? Uh-huh. And like even some of the character animation on those characters was a little jank. Yeah. Although I feel like that might be true of even Maybe the main everyone. character here mm-hmm. a little more so than it was last time. But anyway, all that said, it was like, like oh, okay. <laughs> Once that mission goes as sideways as it does, <laughs> you realize, oh, Basically, almost none of these characters are actually uh, let's just say <laughs> real real players in this game.
0: Without spoiling anything, some are going to make it, some are not. Um, yeah, and I was then like, uh, okay,
1: they were disposed to begin
0: with. Uh, and so you you kind of make it. Uh, you you wind up kind of off world uh, uh, on the run. You need to get your ship repaired. You don't have anybody from your original crew with you in the beginning, uh, but you do go try to meet up with um, uh, to get your ship repaired. Uh, a member of your old crew. Which lands you on your first big planet. And when I say big, it's you can situate there. If you're going to go off and explore, buckle up. Because mm-hmm. you, you can really... I've spent hours now. I don't know how many. And I'm still 50% on that planet.
1: Talking about Kobo? Yep. My, my understanding is that it's a little bit of a different structure than the first game. The first game was like there were a bunch of planets that you hop between, but each one of them felt fairly equivalent in like size and mm-hmm. complexity. My understanding is that that Kobo is your hub. Like, I definitely have there, a
0: base on there.
1: there. There's more of a hub and spoke structure to this game. It sounds like from looking at what happens okay. later than the first game, which there wasn't the only home base really was your ship. In the yes. first game. Whereas so, this one, like that's kind of a planet <laughs> I, point being, I'm guessing I, I'm guessing there are not any other planets as, as big as that. So if I'm, that's, if that's to be believed.
0: I just put the controller down where I was ready to go off planet again, and I stopped because I I'm fifty percent explored on this planet, and I was like, ah, you know, there are definitely some areas I want to go back to. Uh, by the time I got to that story beat where I was ready to go off planet again, I had unlocked a couple of other things. That's like I, c- I can go explore more. There's more I can get here. My I'm enjoying myself uh, generally throughout this game, but I am finding myself. Um, not thrust along very much. the The propellant on it seems a little light. I am not enjoying Cal as much as I did in the first game. I am finding him a little, um, you know. He had a lot. The character of Cal was really fertile ground in the first gra- game for like, oh, you have this Padawan who's kind of full of anger, and you know, it's like very, it's very right in the Star Wars wheel wheelhouse, right? Yeah, this is a more seasoned. Cal, who is now, uh, realized that the empire is, is more expansive than even they have thought. They have more, more of the galaxy under their control. What is the, what are the stakes here? What are we going to do? And you do read some story stuff. And once you kind of get the story moving, it's like, Oh, here's what we're going to do. And it didn't really hook me. Like the bigger mm-hmm. bigger A plot is like, oh, is this what we're doing? Okay. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, like kinda all the main characters in that first game had that same hook, you know? It's like not just him, but like Sear, the mm-hmm. Deborah Wilson character, Trilla, the main villain. Like there it was it was like every character was affected by the events of the purge and the Empire yeah, the hangover, transition. and like everybody was traumatized and fucked up in different ways and like, like let's just spend this whole game exploring how each one of them was fucked up or committed bad, you know, bad actions, you know, mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. Like, there was a, there was a through line kind of to basically all of the character writing in that first game. Even even Marin, the Sister, who's not a Jedi, but, like, her society was also super fucked up by the Empire and everything right. that happened. You know, like, everybody's got grievance and trauma and stuff in that game, and, like, it all comes together really well at the end. And I could, I could see once you're past all that and you've kind of resolved that arc, uh, I'm, I'm not as far in as you are here, but I could see, I could see it. I don't, it would be hard to follow that, you know, with something else once that's all resolved.
0: It's just it's um, it's it, what's also happening is that first world is so huge that I'm I'm also doing a story beat and then spending hours just exploring and getting a, a getting a new beard. You know, (laughs) like it's very cosmetic heavy. Like you are just picking up lightsaber parts, uh, beards, shirts, pants, pieces for uh, BD, uh, your your robot companion and fewer like story or or even um, even uh, 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 tapestry for the world. Right. Like you'll get echoes once in a while, but they're so small and they're just like uh, there'll be like a line or two it's basically like a remembrance from a place and it'll be like we can't get in this door and that's it and you know right um, so the narratively they do pick up some things but I'm I'm filling in so much other exploration and this is on me because I want to go get those things but <laughs> it's funny like Cal is running around this planet just destroying their version of the the wampa and like everything else in his way to get a new cosmetic beard a slightly longer uh-huh. beard and then like he runs into these uh, uh the empire on the planet at some point and there's some like dead animal corpses around he's like he says something like the empire will just destroy anything for they're just mowing down anything for no reason I'm like dude you just killed like uh-huh. a whole a whole herd of things just so you can get a new lightsaber hilt and a little bit looks- of dissonance there
1: <laughs> the The ethical thing to do is to just equip the deluxe edition beard off the bat <laughs> And and leave those animals be
2: no animals died in the making of this uh, beard. I think all the beards look terrible so
0: far i'm I'm really I'm saving up for a kind of handlebar I, mustache.
2: I kind of don't think Cal is really a character that invites like, <laughs> hey, we should customize the shit out of this guy. Maybe that is like a response to everyone just thinking he was kind of generic looking <laughs> in the first game. I don't know, but it did just they, it doesn't seem necessary.
1: Did they, did they do clothes in the first game? I think I, they did. did. Lightsab- like definitely customizable lightsabers were huge in the yeah, first game. Yeah, I think game, there were I some clothes, if I, I remember, remember correctly. remember if you could change outfits or not.
0: But this, this is a lot of custom. Okay, so there's clothing customization. There's facial hair. There's hairstyle customization. You can then change the colors of all those clothes. BD has his own sets of like head, uh, feet, legs all of those you get a base in which you can plant seeds and customize the the seeds you plant in the base there's just there's so much weird
1: cu- stuff they have you go running around trying to collect it's, it seems like it's, it seems like they've really amped up a lot of like like if I remember there was a tiny little element of planting seeds on the ship in the first game but it was so throwaway that you could just <laughs> easily miss it sounds like like that and the outfits cuz I'm looking in the first game the outfits were like mostly just different colored ponchos if you remember <laughs>
0: okay like there i were did a vaguely
1: but in this it's like you know you've got your your tunic slot your pants slot your boots slot your beard slot you know yep. like they've blown all that stuff out like the planning stuff that you're talking about like you're picking up lightsaber parts in the first 10 minutes of the game
0: and like i don't i'm like look i'm a, i'm a star wars fan of lightsabers i think they're cool but I usually just go, I don't mix and match. I'll find like a lightsaber and then put all the pieces of that lightsaber together. I don't, I'm a purist. I don't want to, I don't want mm-hmm. to change it around. Uh, they have different stances in the game. You start off with the, uh, single lightsaber uh, saber stance and then the, uh, combined Darth Maul. Uh, I don't know what the, if that has a name. Uh, and then you kind of very quickly, no spoilers, but you very quickly get the two lightsabers, one per hand. Uh, it looks like I haven't unlocked anymore, but it looks like there are at least two other stances you can get from the upgrades menu. I don't know what they are.
1: You have I'm a trying to, trying to figure out like what else those could even be.
0: I mean, the, the, what are the, 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 who are the people the not the inquisitors who are hunting the, the Jedi that the
1: sisters are part of. That, that, those that, are the inquisitors.
0: The inquisitors. They have a lightsaber. It seems like at least the one you fight has the one that's like oh, on yeah, the the, rotating. The, spinny, the goofy yeah. spinny thing. Um, boy, I hope helicopter, that's not it. The
1: helicopter blade.
0: Uh, huh. um, you uh you get force powers, you get uh a uh, um survival tree. these are the two other trees you you have so far i've and you so you have a you have a tree for each stance. I'm sitting on some points right now because I'm like nothing's grabbing me too much out of the like oh, I can enhance the pull or I can enhance the push um I'm kind of sitting on it and be like, i don't know, I'll save up for two or three points so I can get the better more force powered in general thing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, like I, 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 my first instinct was to praise them for not doing the abilities thing. And just because you start this game with kind of all the basic force powers equipped already and multiple stances, like you said, and stuff. But, but then that does give them less of a ramp for upgrades later. Right. Like You still have to think of, think of things to add and change down the line. And that makes that harder when you start with all the basics.
0: And you, it's weird because you kind of run into just new abilities while you're running a mission. Like you'll just be like, um, just for an example, You'll just run around and eventually you'll be like, oh, I sh- I need to get across this gap. Now I can uh, uh, tame flying animals and, and jump on them and go. And it's just like, okay. I guess. So I would say maybe do some of the story stuff. Uh, make sure you're doing that before you go hunting for collectibles because you might reach impasses because you don't have the ability. Uh, overall, like... I'm finding my way as I go through it being like, yeah, I enjoy the the combat. I enjoy what's going on here. I enjoy the Jedi fantasy. Like that's all, that's all fun. A lot of wall running in this one feels like way more wall running than it used to be. Uh, but, uh, just in terms of the character development and what's been going on so far, it's it's kind of like my redfall stuff. It feels a little flat to me. it's, it's just yeah. not, a, not not as flat as that just it's like eh, right. I mean
2: the th- the thing I will give this over something I mean not the the two are really directly comparable, but you know over something like redfall is that I feel like a lot of the background flavor in this game is actually quite good. um I you know I haven't seen obviously the the I'm a little further behind you guys, but I, I did make it out of that prologue and a little bit onto that that next planet. I think all the environmental stuff looks really good. I think they have done a really great job of, of rendering, you know, Star Wars from, you know, environments that, you yeah. know, or even if you don't know them, like stuff that feels like it belongs in that universe. And there's a lot of good, weird little guys, which is what I want from Star Wars. I want your most fucked up aliens imaginable. And there are some good fucked up aliens in this.
1: Have, have you seen Turgle yet?
2: Yeah, I've seen. I have witnessed
1: Turgle. Apparently that's Richard Horvitz, the voice of Invader Zim.
2: Oh, great. no shit. Yeah.
1: Turgo's pretty great. Turgo might be my favorite character I, it, so it, like, yeah. He's like He's like reaching full-on meme status. Oh, okay. Uh, but, like,
2: um, but like all that flavoring and trapping of like Star Wars stuff is there and I think rendered yeah. very well. It's
1: something the first game was also very good at was yeah. just sort of feeling like Star Wars without feeling like it was cargo culting Star Wars. Like it just felt... Totally. Which has been a problem with some of the Disney era of Star Wars. But this, the first game really just everything from the music, the score to the story, like everything about it just felt like it's like, oh yeah, okay, this is just another part of the Star Wars story. Like this feels like it fits with the larger picture pretty cleanly.
2: Like, it feels like it loves Star Wars without feeling like the game itself is fanboying Star Wars as it goes along, you yeah. know? There's, and, there's
1: like kind of a classiness to it, I guess I would say.
2: Yeah, and I think the combat is good. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying, you know, every combat scenario that I've, I've come across so far. I think it's all pretty well designed. It is really just in the storytelling and some of the, like, the immediate characterization of some of the main players that I feel like I'm just kind of not quite catching with it.
1: Yeah, I, I really wonder if they're reserving the best story stuff for the returning characters that they go out of their way not to include at the beginning. You know, basically, yeah. essentially the crew you end the first game with who are all very well developed in that game. So I assume th- I feel I'm, I ass- I'm
0: at a jumping off point that yeah. it might it might just jump off right where I am.
1: Yeah, right. I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, I assume they're all in this game like they have to be.
0: They kind of mm. leave it hanging, and there are enough hints dropped from conversations with the current crew. That's like, what happened to this person? I don't know. We haven't talked, and yeah, you know, not like oh they were killed in a fight. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like oh I haven't yeah. talked. Their uh, home planet needed them. Yeah, it's uh, I I am just kind of buttoning through a lot of the side dialogue where the quest givers give you a side mission, and they're like, oh people went into the mine and they didn't come back, and it's like, but I'm. Just give me the quest. Uh, I, I, I think my thing is more of I don't care that much about the cosmetics and the game is full of it. The game, yeah. like if, if you're going to open a chest, it's going to be a beard or a lightsaber part. And that's going to be the reward for. Well, I shouldn't say that. It feels like nine times out of ten, that's a reward. But one time out of ten, it's a permanent increase in force power. And
1: that's <laughs> mm-hmm. and
0: that's like almost worse because or, or an extra stem or, yeah, or an extra stim, And you're like. I have to go check this out because that's the stuff I really want or need. And, um, those are the, that's maybe my problem with it is like, Oh my gosh, I did this whole area and I got a, a slightly shorter, uh, do like, like a crew cut and you do this other area. And it's like, yes, I, I just got a permanent buff to my force power. And those are big deals. Um, so I don't know. Uh, hopefully things kick off i want to get off this planet i think i'm bored of this planet Uh, get me off this planet (laughs) i've explored enough of this planet
1: you're you're convincing me to just go ahead and push into the story more um because the map will well sorry go ahead and not not spend a ton of time doing side stuff there right off the bat
0: because the map will show you it's a good map and it'll show you areas or portals basically you haven't been through so it's very easy to just look at the map and be like oh okay i haven't gone this way let's go explore this
1: direction First game also had a I'm fucking I love to praise a good map. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of bad maps out there, this game has a very good one.
0: So you can spend your time being like, well, I haven't been through this doorway yet. Let's go search this area. Haven't been through this doorway, whereas I would say maybe get to the point where you could leave again on your ship and then decide if you want to go hunt down. That being said, I don't know if because I have gotten the force upgrade powers and a lot of skill points the combat hasn't been extremely challenging so far. No, it, yeah. it's
2: it, like that. You know, the the boss, like that first boss encounter, isn't terrible. Like it, you have to think a little harder than you do other stuff, but I I managed to get through it without dying.
1: Uh yeah. it's the the parry the parry timing is shockingly generous, at least on yeah. the normal difficulty. So I'm having
0: a little. Tr- I did have a little trouble with some critters as they get as they escalate where. It's got your normal thing of they can parry certain attacks and you, you cannot parry flashing attacks where they were kind of, I think by default they turn red or something. I changed my colors. Um, but there are some attacks that also feel like you can't parry if they pound the ground or, or uh, do some kind of AOE attack that is not parryable. You have to jump over it or something. I fought a Rancor and I had a lot of this problem where mm. I think I was under leveled fighting Rancor and it could one hit kill you with uh by putting it you in its mouth and it had like a charge attack Went up, up defeating it, but it did take me like five tries to, to beat that thing. And I had to rethink more than any other battle in that game keeping distance, making sure my force powers were up, throwing my lightsaber, which I don't know if they tutorialize. Maybe they do, but it's basically you hold block and then hit triangle and you can throw your lightsaber. Um, but it uses force power. So you have to manage that. Um, yeah. So, like, I did have some, I do have some questions still with the stagger. Meters and what you can parry, um, and and breaking what I don't know what they call it. Do they call it stagger or, or stamina? Or I
1: don't think they? they ever put a name on it. Okay, it's just kind of breaking guard, and yeah, breaking stagger.
0: their guard to to kind of stun a character. Um, you know, it's a game where you get the character, the enemy down to a bigger enemy down to let's say, let's say ten percent health, and you usually get the finishing blow. Like you don't have to get them all the way down. But yeah, it's fun. Um, it's uh, it's like I said, I like a good star wars um uh uh fantasy game like uh fulfillment game you know mm-hmm. like wish fulfillment game and this is sure. it. like i yeah. i liked anything where i can be a jedi and do dumb powers i like force unleashed all of them like you know that's this is right up my alley so yeah. i'm enjoying yeah, yeah. it i just wish there was a little more oomph in the story because i really like that first game
1: i'm i'm looking forward to playing through the rest of it uh because i liked that first game so much i It is a shame that this game has also launched in a very rough state like the first one did uh, to the point that I kind of want to give it a little more time. PC is having the worst
0: of it, right? Yeah, it seems like the PC
1: is in the worst shape. It is a historically bad PC port in a year of bad PC ports. It's kind of the standout so far. Uh, Even the PS5 version, though, in performance runs pretty shitty. Uh, I haven't seen very much. Like, I am playing
2: on PS5. I've seen some significant frame rate dips here and there, yeah. but that's that's been about it.
1: it. It is wildly inconsistent is the problem. It just dips quite a bit. But the the, the one thing I was going to bring in here that I'm guessing you guys are not seeing because you have newer TVs is it's got a ton of vertical tearing in it.
2: I have seen a little bit of that. Have, you, have you really? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I, the, the TV you, I have in here is not as, as oh, fancy as the one I have sure, in my living room yes. and playing in here. I have actually noticed a little of that.
1: Yeah, because cause if you if you have a variable refresh TV, you won't see that because that's exactly what that eliminates. Mm. But maybe, I don't yeah, think mine like, is variable refresh. Um, your OLED should be the oh, OLED. I think it is it may not be on though. I don't know you because you still have to like turn it on in the PS5 settings and stuff. Interesting. Okay, um, I can take a look. But like I, tearing is one of those things that I just can't deal with. Like it's just in a console game that should not be there. So I mean they've been out there on Twitter doing straight damage control mm. since this thing came out of like here's what's in the next patch. Like it's coming tomorrow. Like in the weeks ahead, we plan to address this, 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 and this.
0: I, it, I usually will go back and forth on performance and, um, quality mode, but this one, I just went right to perform. I did not see a difference in, in the quality mode really at all. Uh, and I just, the performance on it, I did see the difference like right away, like in, yeah. in the frame rate stuff. I, yeah. I don't think it looks amazing. I think it looks pretty good. Like yeah. it, 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 it,
1: like, artistically, I think it looks pretty good. Yes. Like the, the environment design is very good, but it's yeah. just it's just rough.
0: I would like to see this run on my PC when it's well, all well and good, you know? Like, I bet this could look amazing. I think, you know, there is some nice stuff that could be done with HDR, let's say, on the lightsaber stuff. There's some nice stuff that could be done if they ever got it to a point with casting light, let's say, uh, from your lightsaber. There's are, there are a lot of dark spaces yeah. where you have a glowing lightsaber that could look I- really cool.
1: Yes, that meat pit. What is it? Undercity Meats. Oh yes, yes. Und- Under Undercity Meats is like <laughs> one of the foulest company names I've heard in some time.
0: Uh, it is something I can continue with uh, Jedi Survivor here. Um, it- this is available on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S, and also on the PC. Though it sounds like if you're going on the PC, know what you're getting into. Tread carefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds like they're working on it.
1: Yeah okay yeah hopefully hopefully this will shape up over time but kind of tempted to just go back and finish re4 and give this one two or three weeks
0: <laughs> uh, i'm gonna keep going like i said i i'm at the jumping off point it's very unlikely me to leave a planet at 50 dis- un- you know with stuff well, on it, but like i, I said I, I think
1: it's intended for you to come back like you said there are choke points where you need abilities and stuff yeah. i think i think it's intended for you to keep coming back here and doing more stuff over time
0: you you literally got a home base here so yeah. like um It's, it's, they're definitely like, come back here and trade in your blah for your more Mm -hmm. blah. And it's like, all the stuff I'm trading in is just getting me a ponytail. I don't want a ponytail. I want force powers.
1: Not even supposed to have a ponytail anymore. (laughs)
0: It's got the little, like, the rat tail. Where's that? Uh, Star Wars, Jedi Knight, Fallen Survivors, Pod Racing.
1: Yeah, Survivor. Like Fallen Order at least has got a little bit of a ring to it. Uh Uh-huh. Survivor as a title, like when you set the what is now layered branding aside of Uh Star Wars colon, Jedi Colon. Uh Uh-huh. Like when they announced the name of this game, I was like, Survivor really? That's (laughs) doesn't really stand out. Does does not stick in the mind very well. Uh Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I uh, I
0: downloaded Fallen Order for my son to play. He was watching me play this and he's like, Oh, should I play this? I was like, You you should really play Fallen Order first. Like this this seems like he's like. Is yeah. it a direct sequel? It's like definitely a direct sequel. Yeah, uh, but also play. that game
1: is is so strong on its own that.
0: And we had, there's a the PS5 version, which uh, was yeah. on um, PS Plus or whatever. I had it from the um, what, what is it Plus though? I can't remember their branding. Is it the basic still Plus for the. Basic subscription? I think so. What is it? It's Essential,
1: I think. <laughs> Essential. So PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, like, Essential Extra and something else. <laughs> I can never remember those. But you, that was a free upgrade also, so if you owned it.
0: Okay. I think I had on it on PS4. PC, actually. Oh, okay. uh, anyway, it's a good game, too. Uh, that's star Wars Jedi survivor out now. Um, Alex, you've been playing advanced wars one and two reboot camp. Anything else to add in there before we no. move in? Other than no. I'm
2: still playing it. And that game continues to get harder and make me actually have to think about what I'm doing. Uh, no, I don't have much else to add other than I'm still having fun. I'm still playing it.
1: Uh,
0: I wanted to jump into shadows, shadows of doubt. Is that the, yeah. name and that yes, uh, I,
1: I also downloaded that, uh, uh but I, I, sorry. I, up,
0: well, I was just going to say, I want to play more Jedi and Redfall than I, uh, mm-hmm.
1: Had anticipated. Uh, yeah, I've I've weirdly kept plugging away at Redfall despite not having <laughs> a ton of fun with it. I I also downloaded Shadows of doubt I didn't realize that was early access though.
0: So. Yeah, it was just the demo that came out earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what you think of it. It seemed it seemed fun. Um, and that Benedict Fox game, I still want to get into though. I I did see some people saying it's um a little clunky here and there, but mm. I'm I'm still curious to see it. But those are the other games that we did not play. Yes. Uh, not yet uh, we're gonna take another quick break here we'll be right back we're gonna get to the the,
2: that's the break alarm
0: uh if you didn't hear if that doesn't come through they're beeping out there they're beeping we're gonna come back with the news so stick around we'll be right back this week's show is brought to you by factor brad shoemaker alex navarro do you guys know what factor is
1: I do. I thought you were about to ask if I knew what food is.
0: Do you also know what food is?
1: I've heard of it. It sounds and cool.
0: Do you know what food can be? Factors here. Factors here to tell you what food is and can be. America's number 1 ready to eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with chef prepared, dietitian approved ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door we've gotten some factor before i've actually Mm -hmm. found it to be quite tasty and delicious and convenient Mm -hmm. um you can put it in the toaster oven put it in the microwave i did the toaster oven it was ready i think in the toaster oven was ready between like 10 15 minutes pretty quick you can choose from over 34 weekly flavor packed fresh never frozen meals ready to eat in two minutes You can level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready-to-eat in record time. Ooh, you could treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like Broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Not that regular butter. Truffle butter. Round out your meals and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like Apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, ooh, potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. Oh, man, oh, Factor, man. What, are you, what are you doing to me, Factor? With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. Head to factormeals.com slash nextlander50 and use code nextlander50 to get 50% off. That's code nextlander50 at factormeals.com slash nextlander50 to get 50% off potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. Thanks, Factor. and we are back and it is time for the news now we got some video games that are coming out we talked about some video games that are coming out one big one that is coming out very soon here is the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom i always want to hesitate make sure i'm not i was say waiting tears. for you to to, to slip yeah. up on that one again uh-huh, uh-huh. um next week Next week, Next yeah. week. Nintendo Ooh. very excited to have this exclusive Switch release in the hands of the fans. The one, fans. One
1: of the, one of the running thoughts about why some of these other games seem to be maybe shipping before they're ready. That's right. Is people trying to get out of the way of Zelda?
0: Get out of the way. The fans, or at least some fans, very excited to have this game in their hands. Maybe a little too excited, uh, Brad Shoemaker. What is going on with the? Why am I seeing? Watch out! Spoilers on the internet for this game.
1: Uh, it elite Zelda leaked. Man, oh of The kingdom it's has out leaked. there. People are playing it now. Spoilers abound on the internet. Um, footage abounds mm-hmm. on the internet. I woke up Monday morning to a link on a Discord I was on of somebody linking to a kick.com stream of this fucking game. Dang man. Uh just it's out there and people are emulating it. It's, it seems like people some some people got their hands on on retail physical copies.
2: I don't I don't whether like pirate bar, yeah, sorry, sorry, I don't I don't pirate Switch games, but I am literally staring at a torrent right now of fucking Tears of the Kingdom. Like it is <laughs> it is populated to all the places where it probably
1: should not be. It's, It's, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised at all. I started to say, like, I'm kind of shocked how fast this propagated, but of course it did. It's freaking the new Zelda. Like, because reading about this leak reminded me that like, oh, like a couple of the recent Pokemon games have also leaked ahead of time because like switch security is just hopelessly compromised at this point, Mm -hmm. at least for retail games. I mean, physical games, I should say. Like emulation is very good at this point. Is it okay? And yes, and given the kind of aging state of the Switch hardware, which we'll touch on again in a minute, the next story, not shocking that between all those factors, people are just rabid to get their hands on this game and play it on a personal computer. Um, but still, <laughs> just the brazenness with which people yeah. are passing around streams and screenshots and information about what's in there down to the last detail, kind of kind of crazy.
0: So I'm in the boat of, I really, I look, it's hard. It's hard to be in these circles and avoid everything, but I'm looking forward to the exploration and discovery in this game. So I have tried my best. So sympathies out there for people who are trying to navigate the inter- internet and avoid uh, as as much knowledge as possible. We're not going to go into some of the things that have leaked out there, uh, rather uh, just kind of telling you that it is out there mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. uh,
1: beware Kotaku actually ran a report of, like, here's here's all the things we've learned from the leak, from yeah. watching the leak. And so I actually read that whole thing. Um, I
2: We're not, like I said, I, we're not going to recount oh yeah, it. yeah, I'm here, not going to say anything
1: about it in there. But, um, I mean, again, like, people want this game badly. Like, of course, they're flocking to it early. Mm-hmm. But I cannot help but feel that, again, the Switch being so long in the tooth and so many people kind of being over it at this point... Probably is making this a lot worse, because there are probably people who have dabbled in switch emulation who wouldn't have otherwise if they were happy with the experience they're getting on the switch these days, right? It's funny, yeah. Well, it's
0: funny you say that because I don't, I don't emulate on switch or or haven't, but I would rather play this game at totally sixty, a solid sixty and four K, maybe. I don't know. Whatever they're doing.
1: that was another crazy part of this experience is also just how rapidly this stuff progresses. I mean, of course it does again. Why am I shocked by any of this? (laughs) But like, I think it was Monday night on a discord. I saw some people saying like, Oh, it's too bad. It doesn't run at 60 frames per second. And somebody else being like, Oh, well they're, they, the the nebulous, they (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. not Nintendo, the shadowy cabal.
1: (laughs) Like, Oh, they're working on a patch for that. Like the next morning, waking up and seeing those same (laughs) people talking about people streaming it at four K 60, Like it just happened overnight, basically. Um, But again, like I think there were like like you just said, there were were a lot of people who, you know, even planning to buy this game themselves still probably were thinking to themselves, well, I'm going to play it on a PC even if I pay for it Hmm. because that's just so much better at this point. So that really paves the way for them to (laughs) once it's once it's out early, say, well, I was going to do that anyway. So, yeah, Yeah, I, I also have never touched Switch or Wii U emulation. Um, so I don't, I don't know what that process entails. I think it's, I think it's also pretty arduous to dump your own games. I'm not hundred percent on that. Okay. Is it that, does take some work to dump legitimate games off your own switch. I think I, it, may, uh, it may not be that hard these days. I'm not sure.
0: I looked at Wii emulation a while ago, years ago, but it wasn't all, it wasn't all there. It was still,
1: yeah, it's, oh, it, it's come rough. a
2: long way. Yeah, that like that stuff dolphin. has come a very long way.
1: I mean, also there's tons of emulators. I mean, Dolphin is big for like GameCube Wii era stuff, and I think extends maybe into Wii U. I'm not 100% sure, but there's like, okay. um, I think CEMU. Is. Okay,
0: that's the one I think I yeah, tried for the Wii.
1: That's the big Wii U emulator that everybody... Oh, so is that Wii U? I weird. thought it was Wii. So there's a huge emulation scene around Breath of the Wild still because people have modded the hell out of it. Okay. And, and and so it's the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild that everybody emulates, not the Switch version. Ah, uh because that emulation was so much further along, um but now there are multiple switch emulators out there as well that are very popular and full featured is my understanding interesting i have not have not touched any of that stuff myself, but um
2: yeah, I usually like to give myself a couple of generation buffer before I start really digging into any of that stuff for older platforms uh but you know, like I will say the rep- rapidity with which switch emulation kind of grew from this nascent thing that kind of ran some stuff to this thing that will basically run any switch thing was pretty fucking quick
1: yeah it was um were hyrule warriors and metroid dread in the same year i think they were
2: yeah there was a, or, uh, there was a second hyrule warriors wasn't there i think that. Yeah, that's the been. one i'm yeah. talking about yeah. like
1: i did a quick look for that a giant bomb and was just like oh my god man this game is pushing the switch a little too hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Metroid ran fine. I mean, I played through that on the switch and had no problems with it, but between seeing Hyrule Warriors running really poorly on a switch. And then when Metroid came out, that was the first instance I saw of seeing a bunch of people talking about playing it on a PC the same weekend. It came out at 4k and stuff. I was like, okay, there is like, there is serious demand here for people wanting to play Nintendo games in a better state than Nintendo themselves are shipping them.
0: Yeah, I I, bet, I agree with you. I, I bet that is leading to a lot of this passing around because uh, it sounds like you're playing it better than the official version. You're, you're playing it in a better state than the official 100%. version, which is like yeah. never a position you want to be in no. as, a, as a publisher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, to be clear, I'm going to play it on a Switch. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Like God intends. <laughs> or, or, you know, like you know, like the, the average consumer experience. Like yeah. You want to see what they are actually selling. But you would want um, to play
0: it on I, a better... Yeah.
1: I mean, I a thousand percent understand why people want to do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, not the piracy part, but the but the I want better than what this hardware can provide. These games are good enough to deserve better type mentality.
2: I understand the piracy part. I mean, I, look, I'm not going to say I've never pirated anything, but like, you know, I don't participate in pirating current gen video games because it's the business I work in and that is just uncouth as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yes. But- I also understand why someone would would do that.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the is Nintendo probably not happy.
2: It's, yeah. so, does this they sound ever like happy?
0: retailers broke embargo? I, it's not clear. Um,
2: I know there's copies. at least one instance of a game getting shipped early, but I don't know yes. if that's necessarily the source of where this came from.
1: It could be stuff getting shipped early. I mean, there's always the possibility somebody grabbed copies off a production line, I guess. Um, Who who can say how physical copies get out there these days?
0: Because this this seems a little earlier than your typical Brook Street date, you know? It's pretty early. Yeah, Yeah. like shipments usually come in like the week
1: of. Yeah, this is a Friday release, so I would have expected shipments to be showing up like Tuesday, Wednesday next week or something.
0: Yeah, with the big old tape on it that says, Mm -hmm. do do not open open until (laughs) doomsday. Um, I want. Yeah, I don't know. I the the stuff where it's like there was one sold on eBay is also speaking of brazenness. You know, like Mm. uh, people streaming on Twitch and just getting shut down. Yeah, it's just. I I will
1: say, by the time I clicked through to that kick stream, it was gone too. So even (laughs) even smaller platforms are moderating that stuff pretty heavily.
0: I'm excited to play the retail version of this when it comes out. Um, but yeah, just a heads up if you're on the internet and you're you're. Traveling around in gaming circles, well, somebody's gonna try and spoil something. That's just the way it goes. So heads oh, up yeah. out there. uh Moving on to other news, Switch related here. Midnight Suns, a game that I think did not sell very well, but was like critically uh, did okay. Uh, yeah, no, was, I'd was
2: say received, solid reviews. Received
1: yeah. well, but yeah, take two pretty openly threw it under the bus.
0: Yep, um, in terms of sales performance, and you know. Uh, I, there were shakeups at uh Firaxis and uh you know this is this is the not XCOM XCOM like adjacent let's say that was a little more card based g- superhero game with the Marvels they put out with the Marvels with Marvel the uh, Marvels the Marvels uh and they put out like three expansions so far so they're continuing to add in content this game was supposed to come to last gen PS4 and Xbox 1 and Switch uh it is coming to Xbox One and PS4, and is no longer coming to Switch. They have canceled their Switch plans, uh, yeah. kind of unceremoniously. They kind of they're putting out another piece of DLC. I don't know if it's their last piece of DLC, but it is their fourth piece of DLC, which is adding, I believe, uh, Storm. It is called. Let me find the Bloodstorm. Um, and they kind of just were like, hey, this is, uh, along with this release of this DLC, this is going to hit PS4 and Xbox One, with along with all four DLCs, uh, XYZ, XYZ, and then one sentence that said, like, the Switch version is no longer in development. Okay. Also, May 11th, which... May 11th.
1: Right up against Zelda, but...
0: At, you know, Zelda's not coming to the PS4 and Xbox One. No. No. No, no it's not. Yeah. I, I'm it's... not surprised.
1: Yeah, between the poor sales of the f- first release and the effort that I'm sure it takes to do switch ports these days, mm-hmm. I could definitely see them just thinking, "Hey, the investment is not worth it."
0: Yeah, maybe the appetite wasn't there. I I could see this as a pretty good switch game. You know, it's it's got that.
1: Yeah, turn based, and it
0: it wasn't it wasn't like it was graphically challenging, you know, or technically challenging. Let's say, uh, not the not the port, but I'm saying like it wasn't. Wasn't doing anything that would be like, wow, this would be a real achievement to get on a switch uh, from my point of view. But yeah, like you said, maybe the numbers didn't line up or maybe 2K was like, we are not putting another dime into uh, uh, this whole thing.
2: So, Well, I mean, especially if they were running into problems at all with that port, like mm-hmm. at a certain point, you might just make sense to cut your losses. Um,
0: so yeah, that's uh midnight Suns. It's a game. I want to go back to, I would like to, I enjoyed my time with it. It didn't grab me fully, but I, I think their systems were neat. And if you're partial to the, uh, Marvel universe, it had a lot of flavor in it. And we've said flavor a lot, this podcast, yeah.
2: well, I like time. flavor.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, catch it on PlayStation four and Xbox one on May 11th. Uh, and I think that's delayed. Uh, that, that was supposed to come sooner, but I think that was that is your, your dates you are getting may 11th happy birthday bono bono, uh, happy, birthday, bono. Sure? happy birthday bono happy birthday bono happy birthday jimmy my friend jimmy's birthday also that's how okay. i know it's bono's birthday sure i think it's bono's birthday um ask me anything about bono <laughs> Another uh, announcement here that I did not uh, realize was going... To, maybe this was uh, said somewhere. I don't know, but we have... Uh, this,
1: I, th- I think this happened, like, right before we okay. started this morning. Uh, double... Or, uh, really a couple three, four hours before.
0: Double Dragon is getting yeah. another release. Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragons. A new game. Uh, a new game. Uh, this will be uh, coming out. Let me check my notes here. Hold on a second. I think it's the summer. Uh, this summer to switch PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and PC. Uh, the story I was reading didn't have necessarily where this takes place, but I have to imagine this is right pre- previous to Double Dragon, Right if you're calling it Whoa. Rise of the Dragons.
1: I mean, it's um. Well,
2: it says Guy
0: Den. It, is, it
1: could
2: be a side story.
1: Yeah, it is. It is the Brothers Lee mm-hmm. here billy and jimmy but apparently you can also play as marion which i think is really fun yes um and who's the other character uh mo Mo i didn't i didn't
2: recognize that character but my double dragon knowledge mostly ends at about three so uncle
1: uncle mateen
2: okay uh motuses modus is the developer or publisher Uh, publisher secret Base is the developer yeah Yeah, they are a singapore-based studio they'd made a couple games before this
1: Okay, I looked them up on, on Steam. They didn't have any other games listed. It looks very way forward. Mm. Yeah. It's very, it's very it's very old school pixel art looking. The artwork um, looked nice uh, in, yeah. the, in the trailer I saw. Apparently kind of roguelike-y from the sound of things. Yeah. Yep. Like, I don't know exactly in what capacity, but like upgrades and currency and different lengths of missions. Oh. Yes. I'd have to well I'm now I'm gonna have to boot up the Mr. and go play original Double Dragon in the arcade. Okay. Is is Mateen or Matin Matine or whatever. Is that the name over the garage at the very beginning of Double Dragon? Oh my gosh. That's what that, this trailer is implying. Oh, uh huh. Like they Which, worked there? That's like that's like the garage that they come out of at the beginning of the game. Huh. So maybe that was his garage. (laughs) That's where they came up with that character. Okay, yeah, it totally does
2: say that in the original. So I think the NES version, it doesn't say that, but in the arcade version, it does.
1: That's amazing if that's how they came up with that character. I respect that.
2: Uh, Fun Uh, artwork. It's uh,
0: coming out with local co-op, but I think they plan to do um, uh, online co-op after
2: launch. I don't know that. I love the artwork like oh, it's, yeah? it looks okay. you know it looks clean like it, it's it's you know kind of got that modern pixel art thing going it just I, it feels I don't know I feel like they could have done more with it
1: yeah I mean it, it's it's good looking pixel art and like they're hitting the style they want to hit I, I, I will say that it's like pretty friendly and cartoonish. I always I always thought of double dragon as being a little bit like dangerous and grimy yeah as 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 the beat ups went there was something really <laughs> there was something a little extra foul about double dragon to me
0: no this um, is this is slightly enlarged heads a little yeah, this is, yeah. this is full-on I chibi. like it it's a, yeah, it's,
1: it's fine I, I don't have a problem with it but
0: if people are familiar with the Marvel United artwork this kind of reminds me of the uh, Marvel United uh characters where they kind of you know, put like a little chibi spin on on all the artwork there.
1: Uh, yes. We'll
0: see. We'll see how it plays. Uh, like this polygon article says that I'm looking at beat 'em ups. Yeah, it's, uh, i, I, oh, I was trying to get in there.
1: The the other thing is that I I realized I completely lost track of the provenance of the Double Dragon license, <laughs> so I went and looked it up. I I guess I knew at some point Arxis bought it. Arxis mm-hmm. owns Double Dragon now, so I, presumably presumably their stamp is on this.
0: Then did they put out that Neon? Were they
1: they Um, publisher on Neon? It
0: was way forward doing the dev on it, right? I don't
1: know who was involved in that.
0: Or maybe that was pre-Arxis.
1: Oh, that was, yes. They bought it in 2015. Okay. So that was after Neon. So Arxis Midnight Midnight City, which no longer exists, put out Neon.
0: Okay. And then Double Dragon 4 was
1: Arxis? Ooh, I don't know. What I gotta look at Streets the here.
0: No. Wait, the, um, oh, was there a Double Dragon 4? I think I there was.
1: was. There totally was
2: at some point. I think it came some years after the heyday of Dra- uh, Double Dragon. Wow. Uh, How did
1: I miss this? Two thousand seventeen. Yeah, I remember this. This. Is, this is like straight up. I'm looking at it on the Switch. It's $7, and it uses sprites from...
2: It's Double, Double Dragon, Dragon 1 2, or specifically. they they're are building two, right? off of, yeah. I was going
1: to say, those are the sprites from Double Dragon 2 on the NES specifically. <laughs> Fucking weird.
2: It wasn't great, if I remember uh, correctly. It was yeah. not a great Double Dragon game.
1: Yes. Anyway, this this looks kind of interesting. Yeah. Always down to see somebody take a stab at doing something with a beat-em-up more than just a beat-em-up.
2: Now do Final Fight! I don't know, man. Capcom's got They're up. putting Mike Hagar in Street Fighter. They are seeding... Society to once again embrace the beauty that is Final Fight.
1: Like Final Fight Streetwise may have killed that franchise forever.
2: Oh, no one even remembers that game.
0: Do Final Fight, but do it as like an older Mike Hagar and like, you know, everybody's a little, you know, like the kids of Final Fight kind of uh, uh thing. Uh Final Fight is not what we're talking about. Double dra- <laughs> Double Dragon Guide and Rise mm-hmm. of the Dragons. Uh look for it in the summer on a console or PC near you vampire survivors yeah a game that everybody plays because of the rich lore and tapestry the story the unlocking all the characters (laughs) getting all of your how do how do they fit together how does red death tie in with i don't know name another vampire survivors character uh
2: the guy with the whip the the bel paese uh, family is a I don't know. Here, uh, Alex, hang on. Th- I actually have an unlock list of characters because uh, right. I bookmarked it. Uh, we have Toasty. Uh, uh-huh. We have Lita. We have Red uh-huh. Death. We have Boon Marab- Marabio. Okay. Smith Four. Yep. Mina Minara. Of course. Pepino the Tree. Yep. Uh-huh. Big Trousers, <laughs> a.k.a. the Merchant. If anything- This is I- my Wu-Tang Clan right here.
0: <laughs> I think- they should turn this into some kind of stronger narrative series, like a TV show or series or something, right, nah, Alex? It would, never it would never work. Well, I got news
2: for you. Uh-huh.
0: Apparently, they're gonna try and make... I'm not gonna say it's gonna work. They're trying to make it work. Story Kitchen which uh, apparently is from John Wick writer-creator Derek Culstad.
2: They're also adapting Sifu. That's the other thing they're currently huh. working on. Really? Yes, they, so, they announced so, they were doing an adaptation of Sifu back in December. See, that I can see being a, a pretty easy transition. Yeah, it's literally just a martial arts movie.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, I think the hard part is kind of making it stand out. But, you know, it's got yeah. that mechanic where the aging thing could be cool.
1: Just, I love the third paragraph of this deadline story, which is the one where they try to describe the game to people who are not familiar with the game, but who read deadline. Uh-huh. Um, the first line, the game is set in 2021 in rural Italy. Mm-hmm. I was like, fucking what? Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. The game is has it? a
1: setting? Mm-hmm. Like, does there, somebody has actually thought enough to give that game a setting of any kind? It just feels like. It feels like an asset flip of sprites from old NES games that somebody shoved together into this weird thing that sold a bajillion copies. You know what I mean? Yes. Like the idea that Vampire Survivors has any story whatsoever is just so bizarre.
2: I mean, it has lore, is the thing, and a lot of that is just tied into like the stuff you unlock and you know the the kind of goofy in jokes that game has. But it does not have a story at all. It- we'll buckle up.
0: Yeah, I mean, up. I- I'll be curious. I mean. I mean,
2: l- l- let me read the rest of this description okay. that's on here. There lived an evil person named Bisconte Draculo, whose many evil magics created a bad world filled with famine and suffering. It is now up to the members of the Belpaisi family uh-huh. to end his reign of terror and return good food to the table. What? Sure.
1: Uh huh. Bis- Bisconte Draculo is pretty good. Is a pretty metal villain name.
2: Here's the thing. Uh-huh. They must be really scared of this writer's strike.
1: I didn't think about that. This, they're, this they're, is what they're we're they're doing. They're just
2: signing up everything at this point? They're just trying to hoover up whatever they fucking can. Also, there's a throwaway line in this story. A search is underway for a writer. Yeah, I bet there fucking <sighs>
1: is. Damn. Shout out to the WGA. Was... 2007, really the last writer's strike? Yes, the last big I one. Sw- I could have sworn there was one more recent one than that.
2: There may have been a run up to a strike in the ensuing years, but I don't okay. think if it did happen, it didn't last very long.
1: Dude, that 07 strike was a, a real time. Oh, yeah. If you were watching TV at that time.
2: Mm. <laughs> and, you know, multiple- the- some little shows little sh- managed to lean into it in a smart yeah. way, like Conan did, but a lot of them yeah.
1: really fucking suffered from it. I, I remember, like, like I was watching Heroes at the time, and that show completely went off the rails. Mm. Uh, Friday Night Lights season two is a famous one. <laughs> yep where some insane shit goes down that shit,
2: season shit that is never mentioned again, anywhere right. else on the series
1: <laughs> while they had no permanent writers <laughs> they just oh, got man. right back on track. When the writers were back to work
2: quantum of solace, the bond film yes. was famously a victim of that in the sense yes. that uh, they like because they could not have a writer on set. The whole script was more or less rewritten by the director and Daniel Craig, who has <laughs> said straight up, I'm not a writer. <laughs> well,
1: Hopefully good luck to vampire survivors.
0: Yeah, yes. Be- best of luck uh put a
2: vampire in the game. Good luck. Best of you luck. You mean in the show? In the game. There there I mean there is one. He's on the title screen. Do you ever fight him? I've found him. I'm going to read this keep, co- I gonna just gonna keep read. finding more
0: coffins, man. I want to read this quote here cuz I think it's pretty funny from Luca uh, Galente, who the maker of the game says, the most important thing in Vampire Survivors is the story, so it's a dream come true to see what started as a little indie game I made on my weekends come to life as an animated TV show. It's also great to be partner- partnering up with such experienced and talented people to make the show. I do wonder if they've realized there isn't a single vampire in Vampire Survivors, though.
2: So I feel uh, like hmm. this guy's kind of taking the piss, which is uh-huh. exactly what I would do if I made uh-huh. that game and then signed this deal.
0: Totally. Be like, I don't really know what's happening. They sign- wrote me a
2: check. I said, "Fucking why not?
0: <laughs> Do they even know what they're getting? I don't know. I wrote uh, the story on a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Deadline also reports here that Story Kitchen, uh, the people who are, are signed up to make this, uh, also have Tomb Raider, Splinter Cell, uh, at to- Tomb Raider and Splinter Cell at Netflix. Toe Jam and Earl and Streets of
2: Rage also uh, at Amazon. I remember the Streets of Rage announcement at some point. And it Takes Two somewhere? Uh, yeah, that was announced, I think, sometime last year. And okay. I immediately forgot about it because it's related to It Takes Two.
0: So we'll see if any of this actually pans out. But I like Vampire Survivors. I like this story. I like that somebody... We've heard sillier sillier movies being uh, pitched and announced for various. Go for it. Why not? Go for it. Uh, look for that maybe as an animated show near you. If they made this an animated show, Alex, you played a ton of vampire survivors. What what would you be looking for from this?
2: I have no idea. I'm telling you right now. Like, again, there already is a Castlevania animated series.
0: Which is was well-received.
2: Yeah, well-received and treats the lore of that dumbass game series super seriously and does a good job with it. I think this can't be that. Like you cannot do a serious animated show about this dumb fucking game, which I love, but it is a dumb fucking game if we're being honest here.
0: Could you imagine a world where they treat it like these characters get cursed to never stop attacking and
2: so they they are just constantly what is the story you're telling if that happens? Like what I know what that. are you what I don't characters know. are you developing? I don't know. What I've are you doing
1: with this? Read, uh, that would be a r- really amazing angle to actually put that in that show.
2: Like,
0: like you've got the curse, man. You cannot stop attacking. You've got to go
2: get, you've got the Paese curse. I slam my shoulder into a doorway, and now I'm constantly making the whip <laughs> motion. I just, I just. I need to c- see a doctor.
1: There are eight Bibles flying <laughs> around me at all times. <laughs>
2: Oh no, the mummies and the knights and the fucking gorgons have all teamed up and there's thousands of them. I'm also I just I just need to keep walking left and right. I just they're just coming. Every all time right. I find a coffin there's just a different dude in it and they all have the same <laughs> affliction I do only it's a different weapon.
0: That's right. What a weird game. Uh <laughs> Vampire Survivors animated TV show. Look for yep. it. Uh, speaking of movies that maybe uh, or video game franchises that uh wanna be in pictures, the Gran Turismo trailer has come out. Mm-hmm. It sure has. I thought this was not a great trailer, both content wise, and I'm just gonna say this. I, I, I'm I think not the really, pitch I'll, is I'm not say that techni- interesting. Well, I'm it gonna say technically cut. I did not think it was a well produced trailer. Yeah. Um
1: this, this thing just got crazier and crazier as it went on for me because it's straight up it straight up starts with David Harbour doing the well it's not exactly the same but kind of a version of the if you fuck up in the game it's one yeah. thing if you fuck up out there you die
0: you die in real life <laughs> yeah right
1: but uh, it was close enough to that But well, as the first line of the trailer I was like uh which, which and then, what, oh, I was, just, ahead, no, I
0: was but, just gonna say because of the technical thing they repeat that line later on in the trailer which I thought was like yes. kind of lame
1: Um, then it very quickly becomes apparent that apparently this this movie is the wizard, but for Gran Turismo.
2: Yes, more or less.
1: Literally like the best Gran Turismo players across the land are assembling to compete for real. Uh, but uh, is it not
2: based on a true story though?
1: So then, then, then that that was another thing. It pops up, and it says, based on a true story. I was like, wait, did somebody become a real-life race car driver by being good at Gran Turismo? So,
2: yes, that is, in fact, true. Uh, wow. It, is, okay. it, it There was a real-life player who I believe went on to become a race driver.
1: Huh. Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. Yeah, this, this trailer has, uh, uh, on the description, says, based on the true story of Jan Mardenborough, the film is the ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. Huh. Well. Directed by Neil Blomkamp.
1: Learn something new every day. And then the last the last part of what was crazy about the trailer is that at some point it then becomes rocky. Yeah. <laughs> because once they've all assembled to compete, now they have to train and it's just full-on training montage. It's... I... You know,
2: I don't know about this one. I got to be you, honest. You got David Harbor. You got
0: kind of a shitty Orlando Bloom out there, yeah. like Jimon Hansu. Uh, yeah, Jerry, Javon Javon Honsu. Honsu. Jerry Hallowell. Getting, getting getting work. Um, Orlando Bloom just looks like a <laughs> kind of like a scumbag, but like maybe a real sleaze. Yeah, in this. yeah, but but maybe he's all right. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of like you can't waste your time with video games. Uh, mm-hmm. look where we come from. Uh, and then. You got it's the gonna golden ticket.
1: It's going to be 140 degrees in this car. You're going right. to experience G-forces twice with the astronauts. Yeah.
0: You threw up on my grass. Yeah. Um. I, I don't d- know about this one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it'll be fun. I mean, look, If it it gets a lot. It gets a lot because if it is actually based on a true story, that's much better than them making up this ridiculous story. Like, this sure. is a good truth is stranger than fiction thing. So I'll give it to them because if this were not based on actual events, which I had never heard of this before, but if there's not based on actual events, I'd be like, this is, this is ridiculous. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: Also, I would not want to be in the position of having to come up with a story for a Gran Turismo movie. So yeah. I don't want to knock it too much. Like, this is certainly a valid direction.
2: I think they found a story that does sound like it would translate to cinema, but I just, I don't know if what they are putting forth here looks interesting enough to justify it. Give me an hour
0: and a half of some guy getting into a super nice car, putting in a CD of some jazz, and just driving around the countryside with just helicopter shots while some, like, jazz plays and he, and it's just, like, quiet, and you listen to the engine going. That's, That's right, the Gran let,
1: Turismo movie. Let, 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 let Terrence Malick make the Gran Turismo movie.
2: God, yes. <laughs> Fucking cars, like, walking through wheat fields with the mirrors <laughs> touching the wheat as they go by. <laughs>
0: uh, Gran Turismo movie, does this have a, a release date on it? I think it's... It's this year. August. It, must. it says it must. August. Right. Okay. Exclusively in movie theaters in August. Let's get in a movie theater. You're the real hero. Uh, mm. Based on a true story. Mm-hmm. You think, uh, I, I don't know, I always ask this question when it comes to these things, but any of this stuff come back into the games? Are they making a, another Gran Ooh. Turismo? Is it, is it, dude, announced? that last one just came out like a year oh, ago? Yeah. And these things I, take like 40 years. Uh, yeah. yeah at, the,
1: at, at the pace they go, it'll be a PS6 game. Yeah. The next one. Okay.
0: Uh, a good thing to base a, a movie of a game on. Sure. Uh, I'm with you. That's going to do it for the news. That was the Zelda Midnight Suns, Double Dragon, Vampire Survivors, and Gran Turismo. Um, Van, Gran Turismo, Vampire Survivors mashup. Let's do it. If you can make Gran Turismo into a movie. Van, Van tu- Turismo? <laughs> yes. Uh, That's going to do it for the news. Emails. We have an email address. It is called, uh, or it is podcast at com. I it's don't also know what called it's called. It is called that. It yeah. is called that. Podcast at Brad Shoemaker, you got any emails in that old bin of emails that we want to get to
1: this week? Let me take a look. Oh, here. the old
2: e-bin?
0: The e-bin.
1: Uh, how about one mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. I have them in front of me. uh uh-huh. And then they vanished. Uh-huh. Just a poof. Just like that. Let's just do this one for this week. Great. I'm going to let the rest percolate a little bit. Okay. Josh and Rachel in Washington. Today, my wife and I randomly looked into what Sir Mixalot has been up to, and it turns out he got or already was super into CB and amateur radio. Fantastic. His CB handle is Prime Minister, and he broadcasts in the Pacific Northwest r- regularly and even has songs about CB radio.
0: (laughs) That is great.
1: I I absolutely love the idea of randomly driving around and uh, suddenly being like, is that Sir Mix-a-Lot? What other celebrities would you love to randomly hear on the CB radio if you were out trucking across the country? Uh, I bet bet there are some pro wrestlers who get into CB radio. What do you think?
2: Oh, definitely. Or
1: how how about this? Is there some kind of like pro wrestling trucking overlap that I can't mm. quite put my finger on
2: other than generally uh, appealing to working class blue collar types. Uh, okay. Not exactly. No.
1: Okay. I guess I was, I was thinking, uh, I mean, I've just been watching too much about the territories, but I was just thinking about the kind of long haul between cities. Mm. That That's all did. rental cars. Sure. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I don't mean they were doing it in trucks necessarily, but there's a similar sort of long haul driving long distances kind of thing anyway. Yeah. Who else you got? Hmm. Keith David.
2: Keith David. Yes.
1: That's the voice I want
0: to
2: hear coming over the CB.
0: So when I think of this, when I'm imagining this in my mind, it is like some kind of post-apocalypse and yes a keith david coming over the airwaves to let us know the the resistance is still there or we're fi- if you make it to if you if you could make it to make it to iowa we got a door for you that's my keith david it's right. motherfucker. <laughs> there we go there it is <laughs>
1: there it is okay now yeah. I, now um, i get where you're coming from
0: uh I do we just watch this so you know what i would like to hear is fucking ice cube
1: uh on, okay. on the airwaves yes. just angry
0: about something uh, angry about those zombies just swearing up a storm yeah uh,
1: i mean to be fair uh keith david and ice cube are two people i just would take the chance to hear talk in any context sure. really
0: Give me, give me a traffic report by Ice Cube on TV. <laughs> just, just Ice Cube talking about the uh, traffic on the 109, and and then these cars and and why there's so much traffic there. Uh, Ice Cube should it.
1: stream on Twitch or something. No, <laughs> well, Ice Cube's probably got a podcast, right? Everybody has a podcast,
2: uh, or at, least, at the very least, announced one and got a paycheck for it, but never produced any episodes.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Spotify signed the up dream. for something. Mm-hmm. That's the, the true dream. It's a true dream. Uh, let's see. Anybody else on there? Hmm. Hmm. Who's on the air? Three dog. me three dog coming at me. Three
2: dog. Three dog from Fallout. From
1: Fallout. Oh,
2: okay. Yes. All yeah. right.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who else's voice I need on on the amateur bands or the citizens bands. I'll just yeah, say I that uh,
2: I, I've generally enjoyed uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot's post-One-Hit-Wonder career where he <laughs> is just seems to get involved in weird stuff. I don't know if anyone remembers the band he briefly formed with the members of Presidents of the United States of America. But What? what? Wait, instead of Peaches, weird. the like, butts? Like, what is the... No, it was just like they literally made a rap rock side project <laughs> together. Okay. The name of the band was Subset. Uh, Subset. I don't think they ever actually put out an album, but they definitely did some stuff together.
0: Uh, the rap rock. It's on the Judgment Night soundtrack. Yep. You can, uh, I you don't
2: think it. Sir Mix A Lot made it to that soundtrack, <laughs> though. He is on that <laughs> Trespass soundtrack. It's
0: true. It's true. It's he true. is. Yeah. One hit wonder. See. He's Look, man. That. Okay,
2: he did have a couple of other like reasonable hits, but let's be real about where where the biggest checks are coming from still for him. Where it's not from Jump On It yes uh
0: I want to hear I want to go see if I can catch uh I want to hear what this sounds like is he is he traveling on the c b or is he he says he's in the Pacific Northwest
2: yeah, I mean listen yeah, he's he, from Seattle, right? but I would like to believe that every time he goes to a new city and he's on the c b what did he say is his handle was Prime minister, which is it's uh a, like you would get on the c b and say, this is the Prime minister, hey, Fresno, jump on it, jump on it, jump on it. <laughs> uh i wonder if he's actually like
0: like broad, like you know you don't really broadcast on ham radio but is he talking to people on there is he i, I bet he's got friends yeah, yeah. because
2: i want to okay. be friends with sir mix a lot
0: yeah i got yeah. I, I wonder i'm gonna look up his real name and i'm gonna check i'll check the database and see if he's anthony got a,
2: l ray
1: okay
0: i'll see if he's listed in the um what his call sign is uh
1: My most recent exposure to him outside of the Trespass soundtrack was YouTube recommending a video of him doing Baby Got Back against an orchestra. Okay. All right. And he was going for it.
0: I, you know, I don't know what he looks like now. Like I, I on the album cover, he just with a fedora, right?
1: Yeah, like this. This video was a few years old, but he very much looked exactly like he did back then.
2: Okay, yeah. The la- I saw a photo of him not too long ago, and I think you know, other than being a little grayed and around the beard, like he kind of looks the same.
0: Good for him because that. Baby got back is what 40 years ago at this point?
1: Okay. Oh no. 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 <laughs> quite. Not quite. Fucking how dare you know? <laughs> like maybe 25, 30? Maybe 30 by now. Okay. I think it was like 91 right around, or 92. Uh it was 92. Okay, so just just over 30. Yeah,
0: I mean, 30 still 30 still got some That's not on
2: nothing. It. You're right, but don't add an extra decade on
1: there,
0: all right?
2: <laughs> I'm 41. It that song <laughs> did not come out when I was 1 years old.
0: <sighs> all right, all right. All right. Listen. It's going to be 40 soon, okay? So, It might be
2: nine years, yes, uh, that's soon.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Uh, that's the emails, podcast at nextlander.com, uh, podcast at nextlander.com. Prime Minister, if you're out there, holler at us. Yeah. Um, we'll
2: jump on it for you. Yeah. Call in. Call in. Uh, 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 you can, One time's you can, got no case. Uh, I'm just catch- naming all the other Sir Mix-a-Lot <laughs> things that I know. You can catch
0: me out there uh Prime Minister Kilo Delta 2 Quebec Zulu Victor I'll be on uh you catch me if you if you're out there on the
2: all right. on the You've ham radio. We've got Radium. the CB knowledge. I've got the Sir Mix-a-Lot knowledge. Uh, if we combine forces, we should be able to summon a pro- yes.
0: the, Okay, there we go. Uh all right, let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Uh podcast at nextlander.com for the email send them on in uh, we have a heck of a week going on this week. You heard us talk about it before, but we are going to be getting into Redfall. How's that going to go? I mean, we've talked so much about it already. I don't know, but I'm excited to check it out in the co-op scene on Thursday. So you can join us for a stream on that. And then we got a grab bag going on Friday where I hope to try out some of that Mia and the Dragon FMV game, at least a little bit of it. Uh, we'll see what else we wind up in the grab bag. On Monday, we had Sons of the Forest. I think we're
2: wrapping it up. I think we're near the end.
0: I think things are getting weird. Everybody's dressed in bones. Uh mm-hmm. and we have little like unicycle scooters, we're running around. Mm-hmm. Opening up, fighting I don't know
2: what we're doing, but it's seems I don't even right. know what we're killing anymore and I'm not yeah. sure I care. Uh
1: so I, you can I didn't uh, I started a single player game in that. I did not realize that they randomized the starting location. I think there's at least two or three uh, okay. You can start in the snow, the beach. Yes. This time, this time I ended up on the way up on the side of that snowy mountain. I think that's with, not with a good helicopter. place to start. I oh think,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think that's a tough place. Um, so yeah, you can check that out for Monday. We have a uh, planorama going up this week. That'll go up on a Thursday. Uh, where we talk about May's releases and then we got never better, better podcast. Plan is to get it up on Friday. Still need to cut it. It's a big one because there's a lot of people in it. You got Dan Riker, Jeff Bacalar, Abby Russell, Austin Walker, all in there, all chatting. Uh, so you can check that I'm there out. Too. Alex Alex is there, too. He's buried right in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, That's hopefully going up on Friday, so check that out. You can look for those things on the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash nextlander, patreon.com slash nextlander, where you can find things like the WatchCast, the RambleCast, uh, Never Been a Better Podcast, all those other goodies out there. WatchCast, if you're, if you're up to date, uh, keep an eye out for Trespass. We referenced it uh, this week uh, because we recorded it. This week, uh, fun movie, fun movie next week. Uh, if you're keeping up, uh, to watch will be judgment nights and the judgment night soundtrack
2: that <laughs> yeah, we're being real here. There will probably be more discussion of the soundtrack than there is the movie. Uh, so check that stuff out.
1: I'm going in with an open mind.
2: Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, Amelia West always has a
0: chance to redeem himself there. One day it'll happen. <laughs> Uh, You can check those things out over at patreon.com slash nextlander. There is a tier there amongst all the tiers. There is a tier there that gets a shout out on this here show. It is the Mysterious Benefactor tier, and I am honored today to read those
2: names off to you. These are the tiers of our kingdom.
0: That's right. That's right. Released on time Mm -hmm. at the embargo date. (laughs) Here are the Mysterious Benefactors for this week. R.R.E. John Richardson. Vornack. Kelly F. James Smith. Brian Lussier. Skywarp. John Hubbard. Sean Miller. Evan Cook. Mark Wilhelm. J.M. Jerry Lee. Gary Pezke. Robert Fisher. John McInnes. Hashtag Buddy Crimes. Peter Reardon. Thomas Lynn. Jad Rita, Stetix, Andrew Jackson, Razgriz 2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R, Randy Duax, Andrew Tiebkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slotsky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Those are our mysterious benefactors for this week. Thanks, everybody. And thanks to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash nextlander. Couldn't do it without you. Wouldn't want to try.
1: Can confirm. Can confirm. This is true.
0: Uh, that's going to do it for this week's show. I put a little space in here now because I already did the recap of the week, but then the music's going to collide with the other music, so I'm just going to air it out just for a second here. Um, what are you guys looking... What are you going to plug in next? Brad Shoemaker, what's the next game you want to jump back into? Is more Jedi Survivor? Resident mm, Evil
1: 4. I should really finish Resident Evil 4. Yeah. I, I had warmed up to that game before I got derailed with new PC stuff and, you know... Redfall. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Alex, what are you looking forward to jumping into next?
2: I mean, the thing I'm really looking forward to, honestly, is Zelda. But uh, okay, I am enjoying Jedi enough that I think I will probably be playing that one for a while. And I'm still digging, like I said, I'm still digging Advance Wars a lot. So that one's probably going to be ongoing for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, I, I, you bring up a good point, though, is like I think I need to get Jedi done before Zelda hits. Otherwise, yeah. that's going to hit. Because Zelda is going to
2: take over at that point.
0: It's true, the Zelda takeover. All right, folks. Well, find out next week what we've been up to and what we're playing. Uh, uh, tune in uh, to the Next Lander podcast. Thank you, Brad Shoemaker. Thank you, Alex Navarro. And we'll be back next week.